Merry Christmas, Rob. Merry Christmas, Justin. <laughs> Guys, we're <laughs> recording this on Christmas Eve because this is our gift to all of you. Welcome to S-Class, the highest tier in podcasting. Today, we have no special nicknames, no epithets, just one man who needs no introduction. It is Robert, and I'm your host, Justin. That feels a little more epic than usual, honestly. <laughs> If you guys didn't check it out already, yesterday we released our Anime of the Year pre-show, so definitely go check that out. We handed out seven of the most coveted awards in anime and manga, but no award is more coveted than today's. The strongest under the heavens and number one anime and manga of 2021. Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers, which is not on this list. (laughs) (laughs) The way that this will work is similar to our Game of the Year, which came out earlier this month. Rob and I will be trudging through 55 series and narrowing it down to just one. We can veto each other. We can cut deals. In fact, all of those things will definitely happen. Um, And ultimately, this list will be a complete compromise. One other thing to note is this is just all of the series that we consume this year. And it's going to be a little complicated because some series, for example, One Piece, we only read... 50-something chapters of, or not even that many. And we're just going to be judging that series on that portion of it. So if One Piece is maybe not the number one through three, which I can probably spoil, it's not going to be. uh, That's not an indictment on One Piece. It's just judging it on what came out this year. And just our general enjoyment of it this past year. Yeah. Uh, Robert, is there anything that I missed that you want to throw in there? Yeah. I think we should add that not all of these series are series that are ongoing or came out in 2021. Yes. This is something that we consumed for the first time in 2021. Yeah, because we don't we don't give a shit about the seasonal no. calendar. It's just about we, we want to give some love and light to series that we might not have experienced in the past, and uh, we'll go through that whole list in just a moment. Um, last last thing is that full spoiler warning: if we need to, we will spoil the shit out of a series. Not not for the sake of it. Maybe Rob will do it for the sake of it. But <laughs> uh, I had to edit out part of the Anime of the Year awards yesterday uh, because of Rob. What did I spoil? <laughs> Just the entire ending of one of the greatest manga of all time. But um, Yatsuba? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, we will spoil if we need to try to make a point. Not to. <laughs> I will do my best. Sometimes it's an accident. If it happens, it happens. But this, there's going to be no spoiler tags. It is. We're just gonna let it fly loose. Okay, Robert, can you start us off by reading off the list, and uh, I'll then I'll take over the second half. All right, I'll do my best. I'll get us started. We have Ayashimon, B Stars, Blue Flag, Blue Period, Blue Box. Wow, a lot of blue. A lot of blue. Bride Story, Burn the Witch, Darker Than Black, Dead Man Wonderland, Demon Slayer, Dr. Stone, Fire Punch, Girl from the Other Side, Girls Next Climb, Girls <laughs> Und Panzer, a lot of girls GTO, too. <laughs> Haikyuu, Hanakimi, Jojo Part 6 Stone Ocean, Jujutsu Kaisen, Kaiju Number 8, Komi Can't Communicate, Look Back, Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro, Magi, Mashal, my Neighbor Totoro. Whew, your turn. Okay. Nagatoro. Nichijo. Niwa ni Niwa 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 Tori ga Ita. Norgami. Nora the Demon King. I don't think that's what that's actually called. <laughs> Odd Taxi. 
One Piece, mostly the Wano arc, One Punch Man, Pierce, Pluto, Ponyo, Porco Rosso, PPPPPP, Ranma Half, Sakamoto Days, Sasaki-kun ga Jundan Tometa, Shoha Shoten, Shumatsu no Valkyrie, Slam Dunk, Soul Eater, Spirited Away, Spy X Family, Squid Girl, Star Wars Visions, The Wind Rises, Witch Hat Atelier, Yotsuba, and Yuru Camp Season 2? Season 2. Season 2. 55 series, and only one will remain at the end of this episode. That being the Angry Beavers, yes. The Angry Beavers. There's so many people who probably did not listen to the episode and do not get it every <laughs> single time you reference. There were maybe seven people that listened to that. But from now on, Angry Beavers will be my anime choice for everything. Robert, I know I've been giving you the first cut, but unless there's something you really need to get rid of, I have to get something off of my chest. Wait, wait, wait. I think we have a mutual one for our first one out of here. That's what you would think. Which one are you thinking? Uh, it's one of the girls. No, you know what? It's actually not. What? That's that's the thing, Rob. What is it? It is a Yashiman at number 55. Wow, you hated it that much. The one that you were talking about is not a good series at all, (laughs) but it brought us some entertainment in its own way this year. And we'll, we'll get to it in like maybe two or three cuts, but... I think that Ayashimon, it's a series with only five chapters, and the first three pages pull you in so hard, for me at least, I was like, this is going to be epic, and it just throws in this, it's kind of a clone of Nura, which I also don't really enjoy, and then they just throw the most generic shonen protagonist that you've ever seen, and I couldn't even get through the first five chapters. I sped read through it to see if there's any interesting panels and see if it was worth reading the chapters. It's that offensive. I've dropped it after just four to five chapters, and I think it deserves to be at number 55. That's pretty ruthless. I mean, I can't sit here and argue it. I don't think I even got past the first three pages, and you said it was an awesome start. <laughs> did you like the first three pages did you even check it out no i don't like all the gross out demon you know designs and all that stuff it just doesn't do it for me i think i kind of like it for like the japanese history aspect of it the yokai is the it yokai? yokai was that supposed to be what it is yeah like yeah the, no the just japanese demons okay so not number 55 a yashimon well i really thought we were starting with girl girls and panzer <laughs> is that going to be your cut no, no, it's oh, not. Oh, okay. On the other hand, Girls Next Climb. It, <laughs> but you know the thing about Girls Next Climb? I'm not going to sit here fighting for it. Like The more we fight for stuff, the more we're going to ruin our own credit later down the line. But when we talk about Girls Next Climb, it doesn't make us angry at all. We just laugh. Like It's so bad, it brings us a, a bit of joy. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like there were so many things about Girls Next Climb, which is literally what its name is it's about a high school climbing team and i i just i thought it was kind of gonna be a little bit more fan servicey maybe or even maybe a little bit more sport sporty like in the vein of your classic sports shown in but it really wasn't neither of those things it was literally just climbing it was it was a powerpoint also the animation was oh so God, limited no animation but, but here's the thing look at the two of us smiling as we talk about this can i can i present you something 
and let you decide because I don't want this to be my list, obviously. That's fine. Of course. Nichi Joe. Oh my god, Nichi Joe was such a letdown. It is something that I don't want to have this low on the list, but like when I think about Nichi Joe, it's a disappointment and it gave me it gave me maybe one panel of enjoyment, but the rest of it was just so bland. Did you even finish your volume one? I did, but I didn't really find it nearly as funny as the likes of um Azumanga Dayo. Azumanga Dayo to me was hilarious. And it's, I was kind of the style for looks that the kind same feeling from Nichi Joe, and I just did not get it. Uh, for me personally, I think that Nichi Joe gave me more nothing and girls and girl no sorry girls last climb was at least hilarious for the three of us for the three or four episodes that we watched it that that's why i would personally i will absolutely give you that yes okay you see we got a lot of we got a lot of animated manga to sift through so i can't remember every little thing so that's a good point that's why we're doing this together although right now it's very collaborative it's not going to be this nice oh no it's going to get ugly at some point down the line it is going to get real ugly at some point now, why don't we pick the next two together? Uh, actually, let me see. Do I have anything else on my list that I want to get rid of? Yeah, something you feel very strongly about. Uh, betw- I'd say let's get rid of the two girls together. Which one is on top, though? <laughs> I, I'd say, I feel like go ahead. the experience of watching Girls Next Climb was more fun than Girls Who Panzer. Yes, that's true. I think so Girls I would Panzer- put Girls Who Panzer next and then Girls Next Climb. I would like to give a quick shout out to Girls in Panzer. We did a one hour podcast spitting vitriol about this show. It is about girls who take take part in these tank sports wars type of thing. And we did a video where we just demolished it. Uh, it's like episode 10 of the podcast. <laughs> and we got one of the most hilarious essays of why it is the greatest series of all time compared to Shakespeare and Harry Potter. And that that is one of the things that does not make it the very bottom for me because it was <laughs> hilarious for that reason. It is a Shakespearean work of art. Just we're too stupid to appreciate it. I would say it's just a Shakespearean tragedy. <laughs> just like our life. Okay. I mean, and- look at us. It's Christmas Eve <laughs> and we're, <laughs> we're doing an anime of the year list. So I mean, we're probably having a better time than most people. Something went wrong for us, though. Okay, at number 53, Girls in Panzer. And Rob, do you want to stick with number 52, Girls Next Climb? That's Girls Next Climb, yes. Okay. Who's what cut is, it, Who's cut wait, is it what now? Is, what is Nura? Nura is the one that we did for our manga haul, the most obscure manga ever. Oh, that's right, yeah. I fucking hate that series. <laughs> it seems like this might be a good time to throw it up then. <laughs> uh, the first one that I cut, Ayashimon, is very heavily based off of it nora is about uh this quarter demon boy his grandfather's retiring as the head of the demon clan oh that's what it's called nora rise of the demon clan and um he has to take over he's like 10 and he's like a little bitch like when he he can transform into this like super sexy badass demon but most of the first two volumes is him just saying no i don't want to be the demon king i just want to be a normal boy and i want to fucking punch this kid in the fucking face <laughs> so um, those. i read the first like 15 20 chapters and I, there's uh the first actual arc like a little bit later is actually like the the villain or the antagonist is a little bit interesting but i was like man life is too short to keep reading this like yeah you got to that point where it was like i am not getting anything out of this this is not worth the investment yeah and 
you know what's interesting? I have this for quite a few series. Um, actually, I have a series I'd rather cut than this first, and it's right sitting right above it. It's Noragami, and it it has all the same problems, but I got even less far with it. We can. I know a lot of these are mine right now. No, I want to. I I was told to watch Noragami like maybe five years ago, and it's been on my like plan to watch list, and I have never touched it because it just didn't seem like something I would enjoy. So I'd like to hear you talk about Noragami too. So a bunch of these I only read like one or two volumes of just to give them a try. And Noragami's so fucking boring. It's about this it's about this minor Japanese god who doesn't really have like a full shrine dedicated to him yet. So he goes around doing favors for five cents. Like, you know how you pray at the Japanese temple, you throw some coins in. So yeah, but so is it supposed to be funny? Or? It's like s- supposed to be a little bit funny, but like then he'll fight demons as part of the favors and uh he accidentally recruits this human girl who now has a spirit form in a cattail but the cattail is actually her soul link back to her it's like a line back to her life i was like this is just fucking fan service um i think at times it's supposed to be funny everyone's really mean to him because he's a minor god but it's it's not funny maybe it's the japanese slapstick that just doesn't hit with me but I got three volumes into Nora. I got one volume into Noragami. I don't think they're much higher or lower than each other, but I'd cut Noragami first. All right, let's do it. I have a lot of bottom feeders right now. Do you have anything that you'd like to cut? That's the thing. I really don't. Everything I consumed this year, I actually pretty much enjoyed. That's good. For the most part. Um, I don't see anything left that I outright hate. Um, I see a lot of things that I enjoy. Most of this list... As far as things that we've both seen or watched or only I have, I've pretty much thoroughly enjoyed. So I'm not sure where to go with this because <laughs> the only thing here that I have seen a little bit of that I didn't really get too much from is definitely going to have most people leaving this video as I say it, which is Jujutsu Kaisen. I think... <laughs> It needs to go a little bit further. <laughs> That's fine. This this is coming from a guy who made our most hated video on YouTube. So you can guys can watch that if you think Jujutsu Kaisen. What was it Kaisen. called? Jujutsu Kaisen. I've seen it done better. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they didn't like that. <laughs> it's, it's one of our most viewed videos, which doesn't mean a lot right now. But uh, it, it probably has as many comments as it does watches. Something has a lot of dislikes. Well, it has zero dislikes, actually. Oh, that's right. It doesn't exist anymore on YouTube. YouTube. It had a lot of dislikes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's it's tied for number one most liked video on YouTube right now. You know, whatever helps you sleep at night. I have a couple of contenders. I don't want this to be my list, though. Uh, I mean, I think you should... If there's ones you really didn't like, bang them out. I mean, this one's got... This one's going to go further, because I know who you are. Fucking Squid Girl. Squid Girl. <laughs> Fucking Squid Girl, man. I knew it was going to be Squid Girl. See, I during the beginning of the year, we each set resolutions for one another. And Rob said, you should watch Squid Girl. You have to watch it. I walked into it thinking it was going to be... I don't know. I, I, whenever I walk into a, a slice of life with a cute girl, I always hope that it's going to be as good as Kaon. And Squid Girl, the first episode is about this like little squid girl coming from the sea to take over the human population. It's kind of cute, kind of hilarious. But after that first episode, I realized I don't need any more of this. No, you got to be squid in me. The goddamn squid puns. The squid puns are the best part. <laughs> they kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> and is that the problem? 
Yeah, I mean, the way the the episode, like, if I if I take a step back, I really tried to watch. I tried to be a man of my word. Two days ago, I tried to watch and trudge through at least the entire first season. I got stuck on episode six, and I tried to take a step back. Why don't I like this show? I think it's the format of it's three short skits per episode, like six to eight minutes per skit, and it's all episodic. And some of them are funny, and some of them are really misses. Like it's it feels like a waste of time, and. Ironically, I thought Rob did this to troll me, and I went on his my anime list, and he gave it a nine out of ten. I, I was, really, I was just losing really my fucking it. mind. Wait, but I think part of what makes you appreciate something is just where you were at when you watched it. Yeah, and I think Squidward was one of like probably like the first ten series I've ever watched, like in completion. So it was just fun. But that was in like 2011, and this is 2021. So I don't think if I watched it for the first time, I'd feel too good about it either. That's so true. So I respect what you're saying. I do. It is. We're only up to number 49. We have that many more series to go. If you think it should go further, I don't mind. It's this is the 2021 list. I respect. I respect your feelings on this. We're gonna fight at some point later. I will concede Squid Girl to you now. It at least didn't sit. In the 50s. It made it to 49. I was not expecting this to go so smoothly. I wasn't either. (laughs) Number 49, Squid Girl. It does hurt. She did her best. So we got uh, Girls Next Climb, Girls in Pants, or Squid Girl. They're out in the first, like, six picks. A lot of cute girls just dead. Dead in the water. (laughs) This is ruthless at S-Class. Rob, I don't know whose cut it is, but I've been cutting a lot. Why don't you take a stab at it? Um, I mean, strictly from a de- design perspective and how uncomfortable everything about it makes me, I'm going to say Beast Stars. That was actually on my low rung. I'm surprised. So you wanted it to be higher or you wanted it to be down here? No, no, no. This is, I didn't want to cut it so early because I was like, there, it does a lot of cool things, but I only got five or six episodes in. Uh, I'm okay with cutting Beast Stars here and people will probably lose their fucking minds. Yeah, that's another thing that people love, right? I mean, they like it for different reasons. A very specific group of people. I'm surprised that you're not in that group of people fighting for it to be number one, Rob. No, absolutely not. There's a sexy bunny in it. Well, hold on now. (laughs) Maybe this should be a different conversation. Have you seen the bunny? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not. She's very much a bunny. Yeah, it's too much bunny. Uh, They're all just too animalistic. It it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. Have you seen any of it? No, no. I've only seen, like, you know, clips on the internet or... You know, what website apps, were you looking like at? That. You're like sexybunny.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, this bunny literally wears lingerie in this show. It's, yeah, it's very, no, you know what? Not for me. Uh, I, I will say some of the really good things about it and why I think it's going to drop down this low. Um, series is about herbivores and carnivores, and they go to this school together and they sort of live in peace, but like, kind of barely because like all the herbivores are still kind of afraid of the carnivores um the main character is Lagoshi, who's kind of like going through this almost like a puberty phase where he's like really he's really a nice wolf but he's like his carnal savage side of him is like kind of like trying to break free and he kind of falls in love with this little bunny who's kind of a slut and sleeps with everybody um it, the, the characters are good. The The world is somewhat interesting. But I just I think I was just sick and tired of this high school drama. Uh, and I was like, would I watch this if this was about people? And I was like, I don't give a shit about this school play. I don't give a shit about this stupid 
love story. Um, and that's why I dropped it. Maybe I'll pick it up again at one point, but uh, it, it wasn't necessarily for me. Uh, a couple of pros, the opening's amazing. The 3D animation is genuinely gorgeous. Voice acting solid. Just not for me in 2021. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to argue any of that. Those things are freaky. <laughs> okay, so it is my cut now. Let's got to go. Let's get rid of Darker Than Black. Okay. So I started watching Darker Than Black because I'm planning on making a video of top five Chinese characters of all time. Uh, Rob has an ongoing series of top five different nationalities. And there aren't that many great Chinese characters. So someone posted online that you have to watch Darker Than Black. There's a lot of representation. And there's a character called Hei, who is basically electric Chinese Batman is what they called him. So Chinese Static Shock? Chinese Static Shock Batman. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, that sounds intriguing. I watched 13 episodes of this series. Basically, it's about... Man, it's such a fucking hard show to explain. And that's one of the things I hate about it is because it's too smart for itself. Like it it thinks it's smarter than the viewer. That's not the right but, way of saying it. So it sounds like you're too stupid to appreciate whatever this is. No, they 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 use I mean, that's probably true, but <laughs> th- throughout this show, they use these like different code words that like AG751. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? It wasn't unless I missed it, which is possible. I didn't realize that they were talking about different stars in the sky. And that's what they were referencing. But I don't remember them ever saying that. And then basically different stars correlate to different people. And those stars give people power. So the main character has the power to control electricity. But when you get that quote unquote star power, I'm definitely ruining the way I'm summarizing this. You lose your emotions. Like you kind of become like robotic. This character, Hey, he's when he shows up as electric dark Batman, he kind of shows up in the night with like this grappling hook and he shoots electricity and stuff like that. He's cool. His battles are somewhat interesting, but he has no emotions. He's not an interesting character. And anyone who thinks that I don't, I don't understand why you would rate him so highly. I got 13 episodes in It's very episodic, similar to cowboy bebop, except not good. And it drops down here at number what? 40, 49. 47, excuse me. Seven. I don't know. It just kind of sounds a little convoluted, overly complicated. Yeah, it's, it's very convoluted. He's trying to find his sister and still haven't found his sister. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of good episodes. A lot of goddamn can't wait till this is over episodes. <laughs> Honestly, that probably should have gone before Beastars. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. It's like it happened. Um... Hmm. So for some of these things, are we going with the potential something has or what we got out of it in 2021? What are you thinking about? Well, I like Shoha Shoten. It it was fun the first three chapters, but it was only three chapters. And the first three chapters were basically a retread of Bakuman's first three tra- chapters. So I think it's going to be something I enjoy much more in the future. But as of what we've gotten for now... I think this could be where it slots in. I think it was very... I have pretty positive feelings on all three of those chapters, but three chapters is not a lot to base it off of. I have a couple of one-shots in here that I could get rid of before it, if you'd like. You want to rapid-fire dump off the one-shots? Yeah, I mean, they're sort of the same thing, right? Except even less than three chapters. Yeah. 
So if you didn't like them or you didn't enjoy them that much, send them out. Okay, let me see. There are some one shots that I really love, though. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Okay, let's get rid of this one. It's called Sasaki Kun Ga Judan Tometa. Uh, I just got on this binge of reading uh, Fujimoto Tatsuki, the author of Chainsaw Man, all of his old one shots. This is one of his really early okay. days ones. Um, something that happens in a classroom, some gunman comes up and tries to shoot up the classroom. I don't really remember what happens. I think it made me laugh a little, but it was pretty fucking weird. <laughs> so then that's it. Uh, this one can go. Not memorable. You didn't get a lot out of that. This one, I could push it a little further, but it's not a big deal. I think Shoha Shoten's better than it. Uh, okay. Niwa 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 Tori Gaita. <laughs> uh, niwa 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 is actually a, like, it's a pun in, or not a pun, it's a tongue twister in Japanese. I don't know what it means. I had a tongue twister in English. <laughs> yeah. I had a boss actually, who's this African-American gentleman who served in the air force in Japan. So he knew Japanese and he put that as his away message when I was like an accountant. Oh, the knee one knee that he, yeah. Like the pun. And I like, but he wrote it in the, in the katakana or the hiragana and really? I copy and paste it into translate. I was like, what does this mean? What, what does it mean? I don't know. Something about chickens. Interesting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but okay. I think Niwa means chicken, Tori means bird. But um, this one's actually pretty funny. It's about aliens have taken over the world. You should actually read this one. Aliens have taken over the world and they love eating humans, but they hate chickens. So <laughs> so they've heard because they're like, I heard chickens are the grossest thing ever. And like these aliens are like these gross guys just like sitting in a classroom. And then there's two chickens in the pen, like in the outside field and it's actually just two humans wearing a chicken mask and they're so blatantly humans and like <laughs> um it's fucking bizarre it's actually fujimoto's first ever one shot published it, published yeah right i think he was like 19 at the time and he wanted to write something kind of depressing because his dog just died or something um i mean everything he writes is depressing yeah i don't know what you're talking about but um it could go a little further but i can cut it now as well is, is there anything okay. else that you'd want to get rid of or um not yet i think you can slot that in there okay so number 46 sasaki-kun number 45 niwa 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 something <laughs> niwa tori <laughs> so are we ready to do shoha shoten at this point it can't stand alone on three chapters and the premise of bakuman except stand-up comedy you know finding young people in japan developing their stand-up comedy routine and dream it's it's i think it's gonna be fun i think it's gonna be a good journey but we are still too early in to judge it you know so highly based on what it could be yeah um i can get behind that yeah i think i read a lot more series than you even if it was just a couple of chapters you see i think there were there were a few of like jumps things this year that i read maybe chapter one of and i didn't even bother putting it up here because it was so unmemorable for me so i didn't even like present it like the red hood oh Robert, what? I forgot a series. Did I forget something important? Something you made two videos <gasps> oh on. Oh my god, I forgot Nine Dragons Ball for uh, <laughs> It is far too far for it to go here. We will. I will make an exception to this rule, but it's got to go in here. Uh, I don't think I would put it down here anyway. I, I enjoyed it. Are you fucking kidding me? I think it would probably be 40. It, it would be coming up. You think it's that? Dude, I think it's got to go now. 
I love baseball. Wait, what do you mean it has to go down? It's not even on the list. <laughs> I know. I thought I thought it went too far. The fact that it beat out what eleven series? Don't you think that's you know, impressive enough? In addition to that, though, how unmemorable was it that I made two videos on it this year? <laughs> I didn't even remember to put it on this list. I remembered that you had to put it on this list. I think that's a <laughs> testament. Guys, Nine, Ball, Nine Dragons Ball Parade. Rob made two videos on. It got canceled after chapter 20. I don't know if it fights three more spots, Rob, because we're starting to get into some pretty decent stuff. Dump it. <laughs> what do you want? It Kowloon's or Nine Dragons? Nine Dragons Ball Parade. Nine. Nine. What a terrible name, too. They really I just really wanted to enjoy a baseball series and jump, especially with Haikyuu over. I just that was the dream, and it just did not work out, and it was such a bummer. Our... It really, it really <laughs> failed because it spent like the first six chapters developing the first baseman, who wasn't even like the, one of the first recruits or main characters, and like you can't give a flashback to a character that early in a series. It just didn't work. You have to earn character development. And it was like, here's your sob story for four chapters when we're just trying to survive in this magazine. And then it got canceled after 19 chapters. <laughs> I, I just love how it was, you kind of gave these weekly updates on Twitter of how it was trending. <laughs> and it was at the like bottom. chapter three, I knew it was getting canceled. <laughs> it was always at the bottom and it was, it was so funny. What a bummer. Oh, man. This, I think that's the first real cut that hurt you, right? It was. I really, I really wanted it to do well. Okay. I'll get rid of PPP PPP. PPP 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 is about a piano playing child that is battling his siblings, correct? Yes, but he's a nice boy. He doesn't actually want to battle them, and everyone just wants him to stop playing because they think he's shite. But he's actually able to create this very beautiful but subtle music. I think the story's there. I think the writing can be a little slow at times. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to keep up with this one, but I think 43 is actually not too bad for I would, it. I think at this point of, on the list, if you're planning to continue reading it, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. I think it might be the only thing on this list that has continuation power. I think it's oh, Shoha Shoten also. Uh, Shoha Shoten might actually be better than it, but I think that PPP is doing something more original. And it, I've also read like, 15 chapters of it. Yeah, and it's deeper into it, so it's more established yeah. as to what it is. I think we're getting hmm. into it now. Okay, I think I'm ready. <laughs> Burn the Witch really wasn't that good. Oh, fuck, I forgot but, I even got this far. No, it gets like an extra 10 spots strictly because of Kubo's character design. This is your first Kubo experience. And I loved it <laughs> for the character design. <laughs> uh, Noelle, best girl. Oh, absolutely. I mean, his color spreads are just gorgeous. I don't know how he does it. I think I think it's the thighs. It's definitely <laughs> the thighs, man. The stockings. Anything good to say about it besides thighs? I do want to say I'm very interested in the premise of Burn the Witch, not as a series, but as a concept. Because he's basically running this as a seasonal manga. Is it not done? Is this not like no, a No, it's form? not done. Oh, I think it's a is... seasonal manga. He's planning to release more at some point. <laughs> this is some I, I Kubo just, bullshit. It, it is some Kubo bullshit, but it's fascinating. And I think it gets bonus points just as a concept. What it is, is Bleach, but in 
London with witches. It's not anywhere near as good. It's, <laughs> I mean, you you didn't even you didn't get to your goal of bleach this year, right? No, it it was too overwhelming. It was too much. Um, the one thing I would call out for Burn the Witch is, for the most part, I was kind of bored with it. I read the one, I read the manga before, and then we watched it. Um, I think the part with the dragons was a little bit interesting. Remember how they had to hunt down Cinderella? Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, but besides that, none of the characters really struck my fancy from a personality perspective or anything. No, but I will read it when it comes back. Yeah, I'll check it out. Okay, good cut. Oh. We got like some good stuff left at this point, mostly. I think at Unless this point... you things that you want to knock off. Let me give I have a, a controversial one. <laughs> Besides Jujutsu Kaisen? Yes, another controversial one. Let me get rid of Soul Eater. Okay. Soul Eater is about the school run by the Grim Reaper, or Death is what they call him. And uh, a bunch of kids, they partner up with a soul and p- put that into their weapon, and they go fight and hunt down souls. And their goal is to collect 99 souls to create the perfect weapon for the Grim Reaper. Um, the art is very, like bouncy and cartoony and i really love it uh that man can draw the female figure in a very interesting beautiful way uh i don't think the writing is good at all i i tried to get back into it i read the first volume i was like okay like really cool character designs decent premise but just not that interesting i tried reading another volume and it was like a trudge to get through so it's carried by fan service i'd say a lot of fan service is carrying it for sure. Um, I might get back into it, but I think 41 is not a bad place for it. What's your hot take, Rob? Whew. I mean, as far as what's left that I have read and watched, <laughs> One Piece Wano arc, this <laughs> this entire year that has been the raid, has just been such a weekly slog. A lot of highs just, and lows I'm this so- year done with it i just want to be done with wano at this point i'm so curious as to when i reread wano in in its entirety will i enjoy it because i have not i've been probably the lowest out of everyone that we know on wano i just feel like this raid has been going on for like a year and a half actually no i'm almost positive the raid started right when the pandemic started so we're almost two years into just the raid part of the wano arc and i'm so tired of it is there a high of this year's raid that you've enjoyed? Uh, roof piece was great. Roof piece was had good for worst gen fighting Kaido and Big Bomb, and I also very much enjoyed uh, Robin's fight. I that was the one I was going to call out. Robin Black Maria actually Jinbei's fight was pretty funny. It was okay. I mean, the cat versus the the racism <laughs> part. <laughs> it was just so silly, but like in the best like one piece fashion here's one of the biggest problems of wano is the toby ropo are probably the least inspiring mini bosses i've ever seen yeah and it felt like when they were introduced you knew they were just introduced to be the fodder and jobbers for the straw hats it didn't i didn't feel the same threat that you felt during uh and lobby where you really felt like the straw hats could lose their fights and like get absolutely demolished you just There was no sense of stakes here at this point. And I don't know if it's just because the series has been going on for so long and you know we're almost in the endgame and they have to win. It just, 
I just don't feel tension anymore. I think that they were introduced so quickly and just taken out so quickly as well. Like they didn't have the buildup that Jack King Queen had. Yeah. Or the establishment that going back to Anna's lobby, you got all of those people established during water seven. You had 50 chapters with them in varying capacities. And then you get them in Anna's lobby in this. They were introduced like right before the raid started or even during the raid. And then they were out in the battlefield and now they're defeated. <laughs> this is a tough one. I d- if it goes further, it's not going much further for me. I don't. For me, it's not that much of a hot take. I have a couple more mediocre ones. If you if you feel you want to carry it further, but you just I wouldn't no other mind choices. carrying it a few more spots. If you have ones you'd like to get rid of, yeah, because there have been good moments with it. It's just everything else that I consumed this year, I liked better. Yeah, I'd say it's like it. It kind of traverses between boring and. Like, oh, that was awesome. And then the next chapter is boring, and then there's a hiatus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. I can get rid of Magi. Is that the one with Aladdin? That's the one with Aladdin. I'm surprised you even knew his name. Well, I love Aladdin. The Disney Aladdin. I might get into this a little bit more. I think I'm 30 chapters into this one. And Magi is about this very cute and chibi boy called Aladdin he has a flute that has a djinn in it, like a genie. And the genie is this really buff dude with no head. And he's kind of, there's some genuine, really good comedy from this series. There's also a lot of shitty, gropey humor because this little boy loves touching breasts. Um, and he goes on this adventure. This is like, the the setting is like um, uh, alternate world, Middle East. And in this world, these towers have started sprouting out around the world and people who enter the towers, they typically never come out. But if you make it through the tower, there's a a mass of treasure that you can get from it. So it has this really big potential of having this really fun adventure vibe about it. Um, I've conquered one tower. It was okay. Uh, I don't think any of the characters are particularly that interesting. I think there's still a lot to uncover with Aladdin. And one of the other really bad things about it is the villains are just like comically bad. Like they're just like the first major villain is like this handsome rich man who just like has a whole bunch of slaves and he's just like a total piece of shit. There's this fat guy who looks like an ugly bastard from a hentai uh, who's rich and a piece of shit. And then just all of them are, are that level of like joke of a villain. Um, I think the adventure aspect could be interesting if I keep delving into it, but it can go out here at number 40. Okay. And is there anything else you'd like to throw in there before we get rid of Wano? What I see? I got rid of Soul Eater. I got rid of... I've seen the art of Soul Eater. I'm surprised it didn't carry it further. <laughs> you would have let it go all the way to the top, but you were like, I, I didn't even read this. Probably would have been top 30. I said I kept sending you screenshots from the first volume, and you were like... <laughs> Like wow. I said, it probably would have been top 30. Uh, let me get rid of Dead Man Wonderland. This is an older series, correct? Yeah, I bought a whole bunch of these series, like one volume of them. And the first volume was like so cool. I really loved it. You would hate this series. Basically, uh, this kid's in class. He's hanging out with his classmates. Major spoilers for Dead Man Wonderland, so jump 30, 40 seconds if you don't want to hear them. But within like five pages, 
some some mysterious creature comes up to his classroom window and just kills all of his classmates. He gets blamed for the murder and gets sent to a prison called Dead Man Wonderland. That is a prisoner amusement park. And it's kind of, you would hate this once again, and they play a whole <laughs> bunch of death games there. The The concept, the edginess, it's so early 2000s, but it's really fascinating. But as it goes on, it is one of the few series that I actually read all the way through from that bunch of volumes. It just becomes shonen trope after shonen trope, and then it just gets really convoluted um, and a bunch of fan service. So I'm, I'm happy to let it go here. Sounds good to me. That sounds like something I'd absolutely hate. Yes, you would despise this. Not my type of thing. I just like fun, cute things. I don't need murder. Constant murder. It's it's interesting of a lot of these that I dropped in this 56 through 39 spot. A lot of them are from maybe 10, 15 years ago. And if you go on Mal, all of them are rated like 7.9, 8.2, like in a very strong rating. But probably the last review they got was in 2013. Right. So you need the context of the future. Yeah, and all the reviews for this type of list. They're like 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. I was like, am I missing something while I read this? And I don't think I am. I think I'm just missing the fact that I'm not a teenage boy reading this anymore. I think it might be time for One Piece. (laughs) See you later, Wano. You made the top 40. So Wano goes in at 38. Some people that we know are reeling right now. (laughs) I'm sure several people we know are reeling right now. And I'm sure many more that we don't know are really as well. <laughs> you just read this one yesterday, but I think it's got to go soon. Um, Pierce. Nope. Ayako-chan will not go now. <laughs> Pierce is a one-shot written by Takehiko Inoue, the guy who wrote Slam Dunk. It's a semi-prequel to Slam Dunk. I think... Kind of. It, sort of. Sort of, not really. It's kind of like... It's almost fan service in a way. It did feel that way. I would that say cute, it was very cute, but what, how would you feel about it if it was not for that last page? Yeah, you're right. It's not put, that interesting. Put one like, ahead you, of it. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. th- that's how I've been thinking about it. I was like, man, I really love this. But I was like, wait a second. If I didn't get that like name drop at the end, I'd be like, yeah, I don't really give a shit about this. No, no, you're right. That name drop is a powerful tool. That name though. drop probably boosted it like 10 spots. Yeah, but it's like a 30-page one-shot, and I was like, what the hell happened in this story? I reread it yesterday, and I was like, oh, yeah, that that happened. It was carried by the last page. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty impressive. Whose cut is it? We got to figure out, are you, I'm even your odds, so it's my cut again. Are we really going at this with some some strategy, Justin? Are we really going even in odds? I feel like we're just, we're we're still being pretty collaborative. We haven't gotten into a big fight yet. This I know. It's very I just, different than the video game one and incredibly different than the pre show. I would say that it's because we have so much mediocrity in this first half that we're able to collaborate. But I think that as we get higher and higher, the evens and odds will matter more. I think we're running out of mediocrity, to be honest with you. That's what I'm saying. Uh, let's see. I mean, if you're not ready, I have one that I'm, I'm just about ready to get rid of. Uh, I think I have one too. Okay, it's your pick then. Mashal. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? No, no. Scratch Mashal. Scratch Mashal. I got one. I I didn't see it. Um, 
Hanakimi, gotta go. Okay. That one's all you. Hanakimi, I think you went a little bit too far. Maybe we throw one piece on top of you as well. <laughs> Let's keep pushing Wado. Hanakimi is the gender swap one. This girl really loves this high school track star. This is the shoujo manga that I picked up from our manga. Oh, home. okay. That's right. I remember now. I read three volumes of it. She pretends to be a boy at a at an all-boys school. And there's like this kind of funny dynamic between the guy that she likes, this other guy who's the best friends with that guy. And he's sort of starting to have a crush on her, but he doesn't realize that she's a girl. He's like, fuck, I'm not gay. I swear I'm not gay. Uh, it, it's very charming. It's it's cute. It does not need to be 33 volumes long from what it's I 33 read. 33 volumes? I think it's a beast of a series. I'm pretty oh sure. God. Uh, it's very shoujo-y. It's like got that very slender frame, beautiful boy look to it. It's it's really not bad. Um, and for the right audience, I think I think a lot of people would like it. Is it number 37 on our list? I think so. It's, yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> Wano has to be ahead of that. <laughs> I, I only read three volumes, so I think uh, that's where it goes. And I think with that, I think I've burned out all of my accidentally picked these up and read one to five volumes of it. All right, I'm ready to get rid of Star Wars. Uh-oh. I really enjoyed Star Wars. I thought it was fun. Uh, there were a few duds in there, and ultimately they were all like only 10 to 20 minutes long. So as good as it was, it wasn't really much. And uh, I, fe- I feel like we're about in the middle at this point, and the middle is fair for this. Number 35, Star Wars Visions. I mean, it's Star Wars anime done by Japanese uh, animation studios. Not much more to be said than that. I think we got nine episodes from seven different studios. They were each something different. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, It's probably the most hype you've had for Star Wars in years. Yeah. Other than Mandalorian, this has been the most I've enjoyed Star Wars. That is to say, though, Star Wars still isn't great right now. Man, everything left is a decent series or great series. I think Mashal has found his place at this point. Let me ask you a little bit about Eurocamp. No. (laughs) No? Okay. I will not ask you about Eurocamp. (laughs) No, no, it's not the time to talk about Eurocamp. Mashal, here you go. Mashal. Mashal is Harry Potter, except... (laughs) <laughs> it's Rock Lee. It's Rock Lee in Harry Potter's world. No, it's it's One Punch Man combined with Harry Potter. And it's it's strange because I really like Mashal. I appreciate Mashal. I even find it funny. But, but like, I dropped you get it. to a point where you're like, yeah, you get to a point where you're like, all right, this was fun. I've had enough. I feel <laughs> satisfied. It's not bad, but you just get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm good with this. I have nothing bad to say about it, but I dropped it after 30 chapters and maybe I'll pick it back I think up I got again. The same. Yeah. Um, I did you? I think I got up to the guy who loves his little sister, but <laughs> no, I got further than that. Uh, I there was a maze. I got past. The I maze. think I finished the first like major major arc, which was you know it was fun, and the fights were actually kind of creative. Um, but then I was like, all right, that was fun. I'm good for now. I might. I'm I'm probably gonna pick it up again at some point, but there's no urgency this, though. No. Yeah, I got. I got nothing but love and it feels low for it. But at the same time, it's like in its small little bubble of 30 chapters that I've read. It's like, it's very good. Yeah, I think that, but that's where we're at at this point. Things that we were like, oh, I enjoyed that. It was fun. Will it 
you know, stand the test of time for me? Probably not. So let's continue. Of all of your Ghibli films that you watched this year, are any of them like a weak link? It's actually your cut uh, right now, to be honest. Oh, I, I stole Mashal from you. No, Mashal's, Mashal's 34. That's mine. So I'll, I'll, if you have something in mind, or you can answer my question. Do you have any weak Ghibli cuts? No, I really enjoyed all the ones I watched. Um, Even Ponyo? So I, I love Ponyo. I didn't see Ponyo. I'm just, I'm just spewing bullshit no, it, right now. It's so cute. It's so, <laughs> it's so much fun. It's, it's wholesome. It, it's, not, it's not his best written, but it is beautifully animated. The music is phenomenal, as always. It got and a lot of shit back in the day. I think it's one that has aged well, though, and has been more appreciated as time has passed. I'll add Ponyo to my to watch list. That it definitely has its audience. You and your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the, probably the top two feds. 33 left, really? All right, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to get rid of Demon Slayer Mugen Train. So this is Demon Slayer plus Mugen Train. This is the movie. No, this is both, unless you want to keep them separated. Um, I think that they're the same, to be honest, because the monk because I read the entire manga this year, and I think the series might have come out. The first season might have come out last year, but I read the remaining parts plus watch Mugen Train. I that's fine with me. It I don't understand really why it became this like massive, colossal, high selling thing where it's like shattering manga sale records. Demon Slayer is perfectly fine. I don't disagree with you at all. I think the only thing making me hesitant to drop it right now is because I watched or I read the part with Tenzin this year as well. Oh, we do love Tenzin. I finished Demon. If, if this is Mugen Train. Well, wait, can I stop you for a second, though? Yes. So Tenzin's anime part will be what we watch in 2022, correct? So you're saying pretend I didn't read the rest of the manga and just watch the. Because no, we're, not, we're not looking at the manga in a vacuum of one arc. We're looking at it as a whole. So. Next year, we can look at Tencent's arc in a vacuum. I don't know if I want to bring Demon Slayer back into our anime of the year conversation next year. I don't think even with Tenzin, and then you have everything after Tenzin, it's going to go much further than this. I mean, considering I read the whole manga. Once again, I disagree. I think 2022 will probably only have Tenzin's arc. I don't think so, man. They go through, they probably have 20 episodes lined up. They're probably going to get through quite a bit of it. Hmm. And honestly, I don't know. I don't think I want to watch the rest of it. So that still says that it should be down here. No, I, d- I don't think it goes much further. Let me just look at this list one more time. I respect that. Look, I enjoyed Demon Slayer, but it's one of those things where if I wasn't working from home and stuck, you know, sitting around all day, I wouldn't have read through it and marathoned it. It's just because I had the time. This is a I'd- pretty strong list, man. Like, yeah, we have a lot of good stuff left. That's why Demon Slayer needs to get. Get the boot now. Okay, what's better? Demon Slayer or Blue Box? Oh, Blue Box. (laughs) I would say that like the first half of Blue Box, without a doubt, gave me more enjoyment than Demon Slayer. But how about the second half of what we've read of Blue Box? Like it's it's been a slog lately, in my opinion. Uh I I can't disagree with you, but And, and I read the entirety of Demon Slayer and that was you know what? It was really a slog. It was also a slog. It was also I, a slog. I think I started speed reading Demon Slayer like midway through. Like <sighs> maybe like, eh, no, probably the last like third. Is it really the 33rd best series on the show? I mean, we have a lot of good stuff left. 
it's really hard to say that, but I'm not, and I'm, you know me, I'm not a Demon Slayer. No, fan. you're not a big Demon Slayer guy, but we have some good stuff. It's got to happen. It's gonna, it's gonna be somebody at this point. All right, this one hurts a little bit. And I'm not even a Demon Slayer fan. And <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. There you go, Demon Slayer number thirty-three. How many right, people? I just wanted, I just wanted Demon Slayer to lose to Blue Box. I'm ready to put Blue Box out now. <laughs> this is all part of your scheme. Yeah. How many people do you think we've lost already at number 32? We dropped One Piece. We dropped Demon Slayer. And we're about to drop Jujutsu Kaisen. It's coming. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You don't like Jujutsu Kaisen. I only got like six, seven episodes in before I got bored. Why is it ahead of all of these things? Okay, it's definitely better than all of these things, I would say. Um is there anything on this list that you're like, Jujutsu Kaisen is not as good as these things? I mean, for me personally, I enjoyed One Piece, Star Wars, Mashal, Demon Slayer, all more than Jujutsu Kaisen. But I know you liked Jujutsu Kaisen enough that you wanted to continue carrying it, so that's why I didn't fight. But now we're at the point where if you got nothing else to cut, this should be gone. Okay, so I'm combining... Our friend Ryan gifted me Season 0, and also I watched all of Season 1. I have not touched the anime I'm sorry, I have not touched the manga at all yet. Here are the pros. I've, I already said all the cons in a video. Really high level. I don't think the writing's that strong. I think that most of the characters besides uh, Gojo and whatever the hell the other teacher's name are a little bland. Uh, from an anime perspective, I think that it has some of the best animated fight scenes I've ever seen. That's all you have to say. <laughs> Fuck. The villains are really bad. Oh, God. I'm not making a strong argument. Put it behind Wano. No, no. I think it's better than Wano. All right. I think... But is it better than Blue Box? Okay, I think its highs are higher than Blue Box, but its lows are lower as well. Like, let's say say Blue Box is floating around the B to low a tier no probably not that high like bb plus no, I'd tier. Say b and uh i'd say jujitsu kaisen gets like a minus tier sometimes but a lot of times it's like a fucking c it's like it's like on like life support and it's like whoa holy shit and then it's like oh let's dump it all right jujitsu kaisen right above demon slayer there you go <laughs> what a weird fucking list this is a very strange list this one go that- now I'm just really happy that Nagatoro has destroyed Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, and One Piece. <laughs> I mean, I got no dog in Nagatoro, but you really love Nagatoro, don't you? I really do enjoy Nagatoro. And the manga, it's actually really fun. And there's a surprising amount of character development for a series about a girl bullying her senpai. You just you just want the girl who steps on you? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Not king shaming you, know, you here. You know, that, that's that's life. <laughs> you're gonna do what you you're gonna say, do. Hey, I didn't say anything about B stars. I just said that personally. It made me uncomfortable. I didn't shame anybody that did enjoy it. Yeah, you know, if you're into that, I mean, Rob. <laughs> I think this is Rob just stomping it out because he has like these thoughts in his head. He's like, I don't like that stuff. No. <laughs> yeah, I just need to say it out loud for everybody to hear. What he does behind closed doors is what he does. That is my business. Okay, blue box. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Blue Box is a romance manga. I thought it was going to be a sports romance manga, but the sports is not really a factor at all. 
they should really stop trying to turn this into a sports manga. Like they're yeah. like every few chapters they'll try to uh it's about this boy who likes playing badminton. Uh he's really in love with this, or he has a super crush on this girl who's a year older than him who plays basketball. Every few chapters, they try to lace in these like parts about him playing badminton. No one gives a shit about that. But here's the thing, I would give a shit if I knew they were actually gonna like give us a real tournament at some point but it doesn't actually feel like that's gonna take precedence agreed like he'll introduce like oh wow that guy beat him like it's like who, right. who is that guy Th- there's no tension in any of the in any of the games that they play and a lot of them are off screened exactly and those are the negatives and i'd say in addition to that the love triangle is always a Oh god, not so great plot device because you know who's going to lose and it's always heartbreaking. And right now we're in the middle of watching who I feel you know who is best girl. You're, I feel her destruction coming and it, it's going to be painful. You're picking Hina over Chinitsu Senpai? Oh, absolutely. You're a madman. Regardless, it's coming. Let's talk but about what the we art love. I love. Yeah. I love the art. Um I love the character interactions. They feel, I don't even want to say real, but they just feel like wholesome. It makes my heart go doki doki. Exactly. It does make my heart go doki doki. Um, I don't know. It, the this color, is... every single color page it's had has once again, absolutely slapped. And that really carries it. A good color page for me. It, it doesn't take a lot. It got burned the witch like a 15 <laughs> extra spots. <laughs> This might sound lame, but you tell me if you agree or not. It kind of, this series really captures like high school love. Like, you know, that first time you had like a real crush on a girl and it was just like heartbreaking. And uh, for me, that's what it captured. Like that feeling of uh, that, that chase when you're like a teenager. It does have that, like that feeling of innocent, hopefulness, hopelessness where like, you're feeling like I can't do this. This is unrealistic. Why am I even bothering? Yeah. It, It does capture that very well. Um, but Taiki's like way more mature than I was at 15 years old. And he's he's handling it in stride, which makes him kind of oh, a yeah. likable dude. Yeah, absolute Chad of the highest proportions. 31, Blue Box, a beautiful series that we're going to keep reading through 2022 yeah. and beyond. I think it has absolute promise to go higher on our list in the future. Once, though, Best Girl is defeated, <laughs> I may drop it. <laughs> you know, in your defense, Shinitsu Senpai is kind of like mellowing down a little bit like her stock was rising and now it's sort of like she's kind of giving him the cold shoulder oh i sold real high (laughs) (laughs) i went to the moon on her and i sold i pushed all my money into that and i'm like no come back oh you're holding the bag i'm holding (laughs) buy and hold strategy we'll see how it pays off okay give me uh give me one second i'm gonna compile this list so it's all on one page you got it i mean i had all my money on hina and i'm not cashing out yet and this is about as high as we're going to get on her. And it's coming. That defeat is coming and it's going to be painful. But what's important is that we had fun. And I've been enjoying what we've had with Hina. He bought now, her candied apples. Exactly. It was adorable. She wore a yukata. And it was, once again, perfect. A lot of good things there. You know, looking through what we have left, um, of the things that I only know a little bit about, I do have one that I think I'm ready to get rid of. Oh, no, wait. I have one that I did read that was a pain in my ass that I want to get rid of. What do you got? The one you made me read from uh, Chainsaw Man. You didn't, like, look back? 
No, why does everything have to be so sad with him? Okay, before the very end, did you like it? Um, no, I knew because I knew something bad was going to happen at some point. So you, but besides that, the actual feeling of impending doom. Did you get that? Yes, I because I know. <laughs> I love Fujimoto so much, and his characters are so ugly that like I never like really care that much about them. <laughs> and I know that sounds incredibly shallow, but, but he can he can also make true. them really beautiful if he wants to. Like it's ha- can he? You don't think like Makima and Power and Reze they have this charm to them? Maybe a, no, no, they don't. <laughs> You're insane. You are so crazy. They're all just kind of pretty ugly. Well, okay. In in this one, they're like 13 years old. Like they're not supposed to be fan servicey. Um, no, no, it's not even fan service. It's just his his character art is ugly. It's sketchy. Right. I, it feels very rough. It's very purposeful, though. I think. Is it, or is he? I think just... I think he's a really talented dress person. Honestly, hmm. I think I think it's his style. Like if if you saw if you were given like ten different drawings, you'd know which one's Fujimoto's. Yes, that is true. It's iconic, like because it would look like a uh, rough draft. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm ready to let it go yet. Do you have something else you'd like to suggest? Because I don't see myself pushing it any further. Let's see. Ponyo. <laughs> no, no, no. Get out of here. I'm not even doing that yet. How about One Punch Man? So it's that's just One Punch Man from this year? Correct. Yeah. It's just the 12 to 15 chapters that we read this year. We, we caught up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I, th- I feel like I love One Punch Man as a whole, but like it's not the type of series you can just look at a year's worth of because you don't get that much of it. But it was a pretty decent year. I think I caught up through Tornado of Terror fighting the other psychic and everything and beyond that. Yeah, and, you know... It's been pretty good. It's just a little bit. It's been pretty good, but we're in the middle of this list. I think this is a fine spot for it. Are you caught up? Yeah, I'm caught up on One Punch Man as well. Okay, the most recent chapter where you literally see God? I, I don't think I read the one. Okay, I'm sorry, chapter, I'm sorry. Actually. I'm like... I, but it, it doesn't matter. It's One Punch Man. There's, there's not like. Most, I'm not going to feel spoiled about everything. Most recent chapter, very good chapter. And uh, actually, two two most recent chapters. King King gets a lot of uh, screen time. I do love King. King, King is excellent. <laughs> uh, One Punch Man. I think, at I think the middle 30. is fine for it. Right. You know what's crazy, Rob? We're not even at the halfway point yet. We're almost there, though. I know. Just got to keep battling. It is technically your cut. I've got to do look back again. Mm, I really like look back. Then you need to pick one of yours to eliminate. Okay, look back. Let me just talk about look back a little bit because I think the way you're attacking, I don't know how much further it will get. But um, look back is a series about this fourth grader who draws these little funny comics in school, and everyone loves her. Then another artist starts submitting paper, uh, comics to the school newspaper who's way better than her and she gets really butthurt about it. <laughs> and then she spends the next couple of years improving her art and then she's like, yeah, I'm finally good. And then the other guy posts another comic and she's still shit compared to him. Um, the other the other student is a shut-in, so she never actually sees this student, but they're, they're just write these like silent, really beautiful comics. One day they meet and they end up forming a duo and this this shut-in is really an, an admirer of hers it totally changes her her way of life in a way 
where it used to be antagonistic and now they're collaborating to form a manga duo. I think it touches me a lot from an artist's perspective in that she's very self-critical of herself, but people enjoy it. It's, you have to ignore all the noise around you and just kind of admire the art for itself. And this this really deep bond of friendship that they form is uh, is spoke to me in a way. It doesn't last. Very nice, very poignant, but I it, it's too depressing. <laughs> I don't know if that last part was necessary like he could have ended it right differently but the way he ended it was also beautiful in its own way for me i did appreciate that i i will accept that but i know you it like, also felt too long-winded uh i i thought i don't know i reread it the other day and i really i loved it even more when i reread and it. it was also you know what it was also kind of corny because like her manga was the shark kick manga or whatever and she like in the you know alternate ending uses the shark kick pose to defeat the would-be killer. I think that's... I don't think it's an alternate ending. It's what she kind of wish happened. No, that's what that's what I mean. Like, yeah, her... I don't I don't think that's you know, corny. I think it's like an imagination of like what would have happened. Like, and it's kind of inspired by the comic. In a no, way. I, I get that. I just think it's corny. It's a combination of corny and also depressing. And those two things don't go well together. I don't think it's corny personally, but um, that's fine. I, I, th- I accept that. Do you think it's poorly written? I guess is the question because you don't you don't like sad things. No, I just think it was long winded, which I would say is a you know product of poor writing. I won't, I, I don't want to call it poor writing. It's not poorly written, but it is it drags on a bit, and I I think the last part especially felt unnecessary and could have been done in fewer panels, certainly fewer pages. So ultimately, if you have something else you want to get rid of, go ahead. But I'm not pushing this much further. How do you feel about Odd Taxi? Uh, uh, Odd Taxi is... Man, the first two episodes, these are really fun. I'd like to see where this goes. And then I'm just watching to see where it goes. And then episode 12. Oh man, that was awesome. But (laughs) did I actually enjoy this? (laughs) The way I describe Odd Taxi to people is that it's like a solid... C plus B minus all the way through and like an A at the end. Yeah. It's all about the destination, not the journey. I mean, that's not true. It's it's these little pieces of a puzzle that build up to something, which is kind of cool. I like I, I like Odd Taxi. Disagree. I like Odd Taxi. We like everything left. I'm not passionate about Odd Taxi. That's why no, I would not, offer nor am I. That's, I enjoyed Odd Taxi. It makes the top thirty. That's pretty good. I think I think there's a lot of hype surrounding Odd Taxi, and I think it was probably an underrated gem. But I don't think it was. I don't think it was like the bee's knees or anything like that. It also might have been that we didn't watch it week to week. I'm sure people that watched it week to week got to experience it in a very different way. But it's not something that's fun to marathon. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, it's a mystery. I think part of the enjoyment of a mystery is engaging with the online community of like trying to piece it together yourself. I mean, after each episode, I, I binged it, but like over the course of like five sessions, maybe so maybe two to three episodes a session. And sometimes it was like, I don't want to say a slog, but it's like, eh, I don't need another episode this time. I, I felt the same way. I think this is fine. Okay. I'll taxi at 29. Give me something that is not looked back. I gave you something. So just I will throw, throw I will something at, at me. I will give you Stone Wars. Stone Wars is fine. Dr. Stone, Stone Wars is fine. It's solid but it's just a piece of dr stone with and i i love dr stone 
still more is it's not fantastic it's not but you've also been reading the manga so this is like a compilation of all different and animals the manga from this year has been very fast-paced and it, it fe- you could feel the rush towards the ending that they're they're ready to end this and they want to get it done so those are two factors that make me i love dr stone as a whole and if this was just a conversation of what this is as a whole not just this year it would be higher but i think i can say goodbye to dr stone at this point i think i watched dr stone season one last year so i don't really have any too much say i did love it last year but i haven't really consumed any of it since then um great series go watch the anime or read the manga no i love dr stone it's great but as of this year you didn't get a ton that was hype inducing okay dr stone stone wars at 28 and i will let go maybe (laughs) abayo look back i will let go look back oh you know what here let me give you something else i'm gonna let it go a little further I'm going to give you Shumatsu no Valkyrie. I don't know what that is, so go ahead. At 27, Shumatsu no Valkyrie. Uh, it is... I've, I've tried to sell it to a bunch of you guys. No one listens to me, though. But it is a series where every thousand years, all of the gods from all different cultures gather together and they say, is it time? It's this one. Okay. Yeah, you've told me to watch this like 17 different times. Yeah. Or read it. Yeah. And you're like, nope, not listening to you. Uh it's a. They decide whether or not they want to end humanity. So this is the year they're like, humanity sucks, fuck them. And I don't think they're oh, wrong. They're, they're probably right. <laughs> uh, there are these demigods, the Valkyries. They say, hold on, wait. How about we have a tournament arc to decide this? And they're like, humans, you guys, they can't do anything to us. Send in your best humans. So they pick 13 of the best humans in history to fight against 13 gods. And it is shonen bullshit. It's not particularly deep. There's one fight that really affected me. But uh, you have like really famous sumo wrestlers and samurai from ancient Japan. You have one of the most powerful historical figures in China. You have, uh, you have uh, what the hell, Jack the Ripper fighting Hercules. It's all sorts of insanity. You have Adam from the Bible. <laughs> and it, it's good, sh- pure shonen tournament arc bullshit. And I really enjoyed it. It's not deep. It's fun time, and I, I'd still recommend it to most people. Despite maybe its, I'll read it eventually. Despite its tropes, it's it's still very entertaining. And now look back. No, that was my sacrifice. You have to throw something else at me. Oh, oh, oh come on, man! I'll let it go soon. Okay, you know what? I'm ready to get rid of Ranma. Did you finish Ranma? No, I only got a few volumes in. Okay, Ranma's very, very '80s in the best way. Um. The art just, you, it's just a vibe looking at that art. It just, you get taken into that time period. It feels like you're in the 80s when you're reading Ranma, and I love that aspect of it. And I also love the fan service. Who is best girl at Ranma? Oh, it's Ranma. Girl, boy Ranma or girl Ranma? That's <laughs> <laughs> up for interpretation. I'll take them both. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Ranma. Ranma is like a time capsule. Exactly. I've probably watched like 60 episodes of Rama back in the day and I reread the first volume and it was like, it took me back and it was amazing. But I think Rama gets a little too long winded. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, it's 30 volume over 30 volumes and I can't imagine doing this for 30 volumes, but I like that. I like that the dad turns into a panda. (laughs) 
anyone who hasn't read Rama, it's a martial arts love giant shape series. <laughs> I was going to say triangle. It's way bigger than a triangle. Yeah, yeah. All right, look back. Here you go. Number 25. You just wanted in the top 25, and I respect that. Uh, no, I, I wanted to get as far as I could, but uh, I think it's it's our anime of the year in combination. It can't break further in than that. You know what? Out of respect to you, then, I am willing to get rid of Yuru Camp now. Tell me a little bit about Yuru Camp besides <laughs> it's two there girls was, camping. I was about to say there's so little to say about Yuru Camp other than that is cute girls camping. Why? Actually, you know why what? did it make it I this do have far? Some about it. It is so cozy, and I know that like you're you're soulless. You hate things that like you hate the word cozy. You don't think things have you you don't think that something can be good just because it has soul, but like. You need reasons. You need like, oh, this series is about demons and their battles with God and how God is. That is not true. Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Yuru Camp is com- It's comfy. It's cozy. You're... You sit there. You want some hot cocoa. You want to be wrapped in a blanket <laughs> and you just enjoy it. You're painting the absolute worst picture of me right now. <laughs> I think I'm painting the most accurate picture of you. Number 24, Yuru Camp. And I will say, I think Yuru Camp might just be... Um, propaganda from japan to get people to camp <laughs> was season two better than season one was there any overlying plot no it's just more camping <laughs> how do you make 24 episodes of something that's just camping you do it well this is how rob pitches the series <laughs> rob does this every single time it's a pig on a plane what more could you ask for it's camping in girls wait, wait it's a pig voiced by michael keaton from italy on a plane excuse me <laughs> Okay, that's Porco Rosso, and that is not getting rid. We're not getting rid of that now. So this is how Rob writes his college horses. essays. <laughs> hey, I got an A in both my classes this semester. It's like so. six sentences, <laughs> and you know what? I got an A. You gotta. You don't have to get rid of one now, but you have to at least give me a little one of your Ghibli movies to think about because we're in the top twenty almost, and there are like five Ghibli movies. Yeah, and they're all great. Okay. What's your what's your uh, weakest link? Tell me about it. Of the ones we have here, I'd say it's Totoro. Totoro is one of the ones that I've watched actually, and I, I quite en- and how do you feel about I it? I quite enjoy Totoro. I mean, we don't have to get rid of it right now. That's that's not what we're saying. <laughs> what's your second weakest link between Ponyo and Wind Rises? Which one's weaker? Oh, that's tough. Uh, the one I enjoy more is Ponyo, but the one that's like an absolute magnum opus work of art is The Wind Rises. So you got you got high things. So in your top ten list, all five of these movies, or four out of five of those movies, are in there. Uh, I would say so. Yes. Wow. I would say I love Porco Rosso, but I that's the one I'm willing to you know drop maybe in the fifteen sixteen range. So you're saying all of these are going at least seven more spots. I I said if you liked Totoro, we can continue with it. I was the, willing to get rid of it soon. I'll get rid of Kaiju number eight. Okay. You know anything about this? Uh, yeah, isn't it about some loser that contributes nothing to society <laughs> in like this monster-filled society, and then he becomes the monster and helps clean up against the rest of the monsters? Yeah, pretty much. I think I think recent chapters, it's kind of slowed down a bit for me. It's gotten very shonen battle-centric. The part that really tugged at me in the beginning is that early on, he makes this promise with his friend, his childhood friend, who's this beautiful woman now, um, and they said, we're going to climb the top together. And she's now the vice president or like the the second in command chief of all the monster hunters. And he's the one who literally picks up the garbage, like the, the monster <laughs> parts. And he's just like staring out 
from the bottom. And then he is kind of pushing his, he gets lucky. He somehow gets this monster power. So he's trying to catch up while secretly undercover having this monster power. I think I'm slowing down on it. It's still decent, but the beginning was very heartfelt. Right. Still, okay. Still highly recommend it to most people. So Kaiju number eight at 23. Who's up? I think we switched. I think you're evens now and I'm odds. Oh, I'm evens now. <laughs> okay. Number Tell me about 22. Blue Flag. Blue Flag is a high school romance manga. Uh-huh. I, I'm very hesitant to say because a lot of the best parts of this experience are reading it and being surprised for yourself. So I'm going to say this carefully. Why don't you just leave it at that and tell me how you feel about it personally? Yeah, okay. So it's... it's Cause I do like romance, so this might be one I want to read. You should read this because it's not a shoujo manga. It's not like that very girly style. So in terms of like the art, I think you would like it. It kind of bounces between like super cute and chibi and like soft and bouncy to like very well drawn. And it's kind of just like this complicated relationship between these four friends. Uh, there's one this really shy puny little girl who's just doing her best and she just she thinks she's a fuck up and she's trying she really likes this really handsome athletic loved by all the girls guy uh and he's a really nice dude and she asks his best friend to try to get them together and his best friend is kind of like this guy who also sort of hates himself he's kind of like a nerd and no one really likes him and they're like why does that really cool guy hang out with him um and it just gets really complicated and and messy, but it's so it's poignant. Mm. I th- okay. I think the end is a little weird. I don't, I don't really love how it ended, but I'm not offended like a lot of people who finished it. But I think overall the journey is a really beautiful one, and I think it can go a little bit further than this. Do you have anything you feel of yours that should be lower? I can get rid of Fire Punch now because. Okay. You would fucking hate Fire Punch. Yes, I, I I know enough about Fire Punch. You told me enough about it yesterday for me to know I would not enjoy it. Let me make you hate it even more. Like, not even hate it, just like, this is so not for you. Within the first volume, these are some of the things that are either implied or actually happen. Uh, cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Incest. Mass genocide. Excruciating burning pain. Uh, mutilation of limbs and faces, bestiality. Well, hold on now. <laughs> Beastar should have got a little bit higher. <laughs> oh man, this this series is the first serialized work by Tatsuki Fujimoto. It is unbelievably cruel and horrible in so many ways, but also funny, but also fucking weird. I I finished it and I was like, did I like this series? I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe not. No, it, it left an impact, but it was just so all over the place. And I was like, right. too... it wasn't even a good impact. No, no, it was, it was good and weird and I liked it, but it was also what the fuck just happened. Um, I don't need, I don't think I need to talk about it more. If you want to, if you're into that kind of gruesome, darker side of manga, like more dark than shonen, then I highly recommend checking it out because it's just a weird fucking ride. Very similar to Fire Punch, I'm willing to get rid of Nagatoro now. She is also incredibly violent and 
filled with hatred towards humanity. <laughs> and I think it's her time. <laughs> Nagatoro was something that I... It's one of those things you quote-unquote accidentally watched. Uh-huh. And then you accidentally watched 12 episodes and a day, and then you accidentally catch up on the manga. And by catching up on the manga, you mean you bought like $60 worth of the manga, if not more? I do. I have all the volumes that are available. <laughs> Nagatoro is a very simple premise. It's her senpai is a loner loser in the art club of which he is the only member and she goes to the art club to tease and bully him which ends up blossoming into real love is that what you're into rob do you want me to bully you you already do (laughs) um but surprisingly the character development is there and it's kind of steady and it's not you never get to the point where like oh my god how long are they going to drag this out like you get the beats pretty quickly. It's only I think ninety chapters in, and I feel like the pacing after the first maybe twenty five chapters has been really, really good and kind of almost realistic. But it's also silly. Like it, it's not a serious manga. It's definitely not serious romance. It's definitely more comedy than romance, and it's fun. But it's it's nothing special. Okay, just outside of our top twenty, Nagatoro. All right, so now that we're in the 20s, I'm, re- I'm willing to get rid of a, a, a Ghibli if you are. I was thinking about it as well. Um, I could either get rid of Blue Flag or I could get rid of Totoro. Because um, you haven't read Blue Flag, I could get rid of it. It's not like my favorite thing ever. I really, really love it. No, I don't even want to say that. I really like it. Um, let's get rid well, of Blue Flag. I love Flag. Totoro. So let's get rid of Blue Flag. Yeah. Because I do love Totoro. I do love Totoro too. I think Blue Flag goes first. And I mean, there's not much to say about Totoro. He is kind of the Mickey Mouse of Studio Ghibli. Um, you know, it, it, I don't even want to describe the movie. I think the best thing about every time I've watched a Ghibli movie is I've known absolutely zero about it. And if you somehow haven't watched it by now, <laughs> you know, go ahead and do it. It's It's Studio Ghibli at its core. Can you share with people what you don't like about it? I think it's <laughs> hilarious. There is a sense of impending doom that the first time I watched it, once again, with no knowledge of it, I just felt like something bad was going to happen. <laughs> and it like made me anxious the entire way through. But I saw it a second time, like in the movie theaters, and um, I really enjoyed it because I didn't have that impending <laughs> doom because I knew it wasn't going to go the way I thought it was. I don't know why they do that because I agree with you. There's like this anxiety buildup and then they don't ever release it. It just sort of dissipates. <laughs> you just realize at the end like oh i was wrong the mom gets better <laughs> everyone's happy they hang out with these weird spirits like great time <laughs> let's see we're getting into it now okay um oh i think gosh. i have a big one that i'm willing to concede because this is once again our list and i'm respecting that but you're gonna have to work with me at some point then okay i'm willing to get rid of comey now and i love comey can't communicate but i know you've really got nothing out of it where does Comey rank for you overall? Like, is it lower than all the it, Ghiblis and lower than JoJo and all that? It would probably be, if this was just my list, I think it would maybe not be next, but it would be soon. Okay. I can get behind that and I can give you something. I'm not even saying you have to concede something now. I'm just saying I'm, I'm willing to do this low now with the promise that when we are fighting later, I will drop this. I will. I will... <laughs> drop something right now so i do not want to owe you anything i don't play those games boy uh i got two that only i consumed 
well, I got a few that only I consumed, but I think the next two that I'm thinking about are Great Teacher Onizuka and Girl from the Other Side. I think. Okay, let me talk about the Great Teacher Onizuka. Wait, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna concede something again, actually, for you. What do you want? We're at 17, correct? Right. Okay, I'm willing to give up Porco Rosso at 17. Oh, 17's your favorite number. Yes. <laughs> 17 is my is my lucky number. Well, I have no luck in life, but 17 is my number. You know me. You got to meet me when you were like eight years old. That's pretty good luck. So Porco Rosso, <laughs> as I have described multiple times, is Italian pig that flies planes voiced by Michael Keaton. I could honestly... That's it. If 17's a special number to you, so you want to cut it here, that's fine. I could let it go further because I do really love Porco Rosso as well. And I've seen well, it. You've seen Porco Rosso? I told you about it. All right, then let's put Ponyo here. I, I'm saying I could get rid of something here instead of you sacrificing. Oh, you want one of yours here? Okay. <laughs> no, no, I just want to screw you later. No, you're not. You're not sacrificing this. You're offering, and I'll <laughs> sure, fine. But I, I'm gonna give up stuff too momentarily. Do you want 17? Bullshit. It's your number. Yeah, give me 17. Give me Porco at 17. Porco or Ponyo? <sighs> Porco feels better at 17. Okay. I will give you, oh gosh, I'll go. I'll give you Great Teacher Onizuka. Okay. I talked a little bit about it yesterday. The gang leader turned teacher because he's a pervert uh, and he wants to get with high school girls, and it's definitely showing its age. Like this dude is trying to get with like fifteen year olds, and it's not cool. But it's also, you know, how Japanese manga isn't funny most of the time. This is so funny. Yeah, I mean, if it's. Dirty humor, like you, you know, Japanese is like slapstick humor that we we just can't appreciate or punny, <laughs> like Nishi Joe that we talked about about four hours ago. Yeah, like this is very funny because it's so gross the things that he does and the ways he solves problems. And these the school that he gets sent to is full of like the worst delinquents in Japan, and they all try to get one over on him, and he just kind of finesses them by teaching them these life lessons about what's really important. I don't think they actually learn anything academic. <laughs> the, the only reason why I think it's dropping this low is number one, you didn't read it. And number two, it's showing its age. It's showing its age. Okay. I guess the third reason would be that when it finishes before, when it finishes the arc, it starts a new arc where he has to deal with like another student that he's trying to help them get better through in life. And there's so much fucking text box. There's so many, oh, so much dialogue yeah. that it's like, man, I I read like a hundred chapters in a row, and it was like a tiny bit of a slog. And then I finished an arc, and I was like, okay, I need a break, and I just didn't pick it back up again. Yeah. I'll probably finish it this year. I don't think it's gonna come back next year, just because I think, unless you read it and we both loved it so much that it jumps all the way to like top five. Right. And we can have another conversation about it, but it doesn't seem like. I think it'll float around top 10 if we had both read it. Okay. Something like that. So at number 16, I think it can go. It's, it's getting tough. It's getting tough. It is getting real tough. Um, All right. We only got 12 episodes of JoJo Stone Ocean. Uh, I really enjoyed it. There were a couple of slower episodes. Um. As always, the animation in JoJo is hit or miss. I'm willing to get rid of it here. I really liked the first episode that I saw. Oh, the the season is great. It's it's a lot of fun. I just love everything else here more. And it's only probably one third of the actual series that we got. Okay. 
Because I was going to say, I could sacrifice more of the things that only I've seen. Um, but if but you've only seen one episode, so that's that's really not even enough context. Yeah, I, I mean, it sort of is to a certain extent. Like, I really like Jolene. Like, it's really, I, I think I stopped watching part four because I don't think it was really captivating from the get-go. Part six is just like, hits you bang after bang. Like, it's like. Oh, yeah. I watched but, it in two days. Like, you want to keep watching it, which is great. I could, I could get rid of something else first and let Jojo go to number 14 if you'd like. But I also do want to say my problem with Stone Ocean was similar to what I was saying about Odd Taxi, where I would have preferred to watch it week to week with like an online community. And I think that's just such a big part of Jojo that we lost with its dump release of Netflix. Uh, Crunchyroll did part five week by week, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so that does lose a few spots from it for me. I think the next two, I mean, honestly, between Great Teacher Onizuka, uh, we dropped Blue Flag already? Okay, it's gone. Uh, the And the girl from the other side, I can I can maybe drop the girl from the other side around here as well. That's the one that looks like a European folktale. Yes, yes. And it's kind of got that similar issue to Totoro that it's... It's like this the impending doom. It's like this demon-headed mask fellow, but he's really this kind and gentle demon and he has this like fatherly relationship with this very cute child and you get to see them like have a tea party and like bake bread together and burn a pie and but then it also delivers on the grimness at times as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you would en- I think I think you could appreciate it. I think the darkness in it might be a little too much for you. It's not like gruesome or anything, but it's just like horror, not horror-y. It's like, it's like an old unsettling. school. Unsettling. That's the perfect word. Yeah. Um, I can let it go before JoJo because we both watched JoJo and you haven't seen this one or you haven't watched this one. And I don't feel like it's my favorite favorite. Okay. So, at- so then you'll put that at 15 and then Stone Ocean JoJo will go at 14. Okay, we're getting into it. So I have a question for you. Yeah. I see Haikyuu listed here, and I love Haikyuu, but this is only a portion of Haikyuu, correct? Season one only. This is only season one. Did you consume any Haikyuu this year? Um, No, the anime last aired in October, not of this year. So So, I don't think I consumed any Haikyuu this year. So the strongest feeling is my feelings about it this year is what's carrying it this far. Yes, and... As somebody that also loves Haikyuu and watched Haikyuu, I know that it starts off a little slow, and that is season one. I think the first half of season one is, like, honestly weak. Like, the buildup is very slow. But once it gets into the tournament, it's like, holy shit. And Oh, absolutely. It's awesome. The author of Haikyuu has, like, balls of steel. Like, he does not give a shit who he gets rid of. Like, it's you think you know what's going to happen, and he just curveballs you all the time. And I always say this with a sports manga, and this being volleyball, anytime you're reading it or watching it and say, man, I think I want to actually play this. This looks awesome. Yeah. That's when you've done your job as an author. It's just a damn shame I don't have five other friends to form a volleyball (laughs) team with. No, no, no chance. Um, let me see. Is there anything negative? I I don't know. It was it was a lot of hype. I I stopped after the first season because I didn't feel the need to like binge all the way through because it's such a it's a beast. It's what yeah, yeah. six seasons, it's five seasons, probably about 80, 90 episodes deep at this point. Yeah, so Maybe I said I'll less. I'll tackle this later. Uh, I I do have a lot of love for it though. I could probably get rid of something else before that. Um, how you feeling about your 
Ghibli's? Um, I'd be willing to go Ponyo soon. How about I give you Pluto? Okay. Pluto is written by Naoki Urasawa, the guy who wrote Monster and 20th Century Boys, a lot of these masterpieces. And Pluto is a spinoff of Astro Boy, kind of like a dark version of Astro Boy, where there is a this is takes place in the way future robots have fully integrated in society. You can't even tell the difference between a human and a robot at this point. And there's someone killing the seven most powerful or most technologically advanced robots in the world. One of them being Astro boy, who's like a side character. Um, Wait, is it like the Astro boy? It is a, or is it like hinted at? No, it is. His name is Astro and his, doctor father who created him is in it as well except Naoki Urasawa is like a brilliant artist it's not cartoony he looks like a little yeah, boy yeah, yeah so it's like imagine you met like a 10 year old boy but he was secretly a robot but you didn't even know it mm-hmm. um, so the story is brilliant it is like a murder mystery and uh, I, I binged it in like three days maybe it's only 70 chapters highly recommend it and it, it doesn't even feel like a manga it feels like a novel like a mystery novel interesting okay um i think even you could enjoy it it's not like it's got like an ominous vibe but it's not like gory or anything like no that. i'm not always against you know darker or ominous or sad or depressing it's just i i can't do the gore and when it's just over the top unless it was berserk yeah uh i, I would say that the reason why it goes here is just because it's one of those things that you appreciate and think it's a masterpiece but it doesn't elicit that much feelings from me, except for appreciation. Like when you were pretending to read The Count of Monte Cristo. I finished The Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> no, you didn't. I could I could summarize it for you later. There's also an anime Count of Monte Cristo. Maybe I should watch Is that. Is really? Yeah. Where would that go? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Uh, so let me get rid of Pluto at 13. All right. So we'll dump Pluto 13 and then... Let's say Ponyo at 12, which is Japanese Little Mermaid, but cuter. And then we'll put Haikyuu at 11, right? Let's let's talk about this a little bit. Where's which hat for you? Uh, it's, it's coming up. It's not probably not top three of what I have left. Because which hat for me is maybe like... It's a. I've only fifteen chapters in, so that's why I. It's it's already it's already gone for me. So I just want to see where you're at with it. I would like it in the top ten, huh. even if that is at ten. I'd like it to make it past this spot. And all of your Ghibli stuff is stronger than this, right? Um, not much. Hmm. Is are any I, of I, I'm these interested? Why you're fighting for Haikyuu when half the season wasn't even that enjoyable for you? I haven't read a really good sports. I, actually, in fact, I don't think I've ever watched a good sports anime. Probably not. Yeah, you're right. Besides ping pong, but ping pong is not really what I'd consider a sports anime in the traditional no, sports sense. Sports is kind of secondary. Yeah, to the, like the psychological portion of it. Yeah. Because all of my favorite sports series are manga, like Hajime no Ippo, Aishil 21, Slam Dunk. And to see it animated and kind of see these seven or eight kids who none of them in and of themselves are individually strong not like the best characters, but together they're this beautiful unit that combines and to see it all animated and watch the hype. Like I was literally on the edge of my seat watching this, even if it was only, yeah, you know what? Me too. I, I think it, 
it was the most shocked I've been in years by an anime. Yeah, those 15 episodes, that latter half, it's like, holy shit. Like, you know, like, yeah, you're and, right. And it does such a good job of building up. You have these practice matches with other schools and you're like, oh, fuck. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, that didn't really matter. Then you get into the tournament and it's like, holy shit, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And you don't know if they will. All right, I'm with you. And that's why do any of these Ghibli movies elicit less feelings? Because a lot of them, they're like, oh, that was really nice. Well, the on- the only ones we have left are Spirited Away and Wind Rises. Oh, right. Okay. And, you've and, seen and Lupin. Away. Lupin as well. That's not Ghibli. That's just Miyazaki directly. Right. Okay. But that's a whole different conversation, Lupin. Lupin's been around for a long time. Yeah. That That's my feelings on Haikyuu, and I'm surprised I'm fighting this hard for it. I didn't come into this conversation with that. No, I love Haikyuu as well, but I love Haikyuu as a whole. I, I just want you to try to recapture those feelings of that first season. And, and I am, and that's why I'm I'm willing to... I think I'll do Witch Hat now. Okay. At number 11, Witch Hat Atelier. Can you give us a short summary of it? Witch Hat is about a girl that accidentally turns her mother to stone because she wants to practice magic so badly. And then she is taken in by a sexy, amazing <laughs> wizard, man of a wizard named Kifri. Jeffrey. And, or Jeffrey, also known as Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's just about her learning to be a witch with other young witches with varying personalities and varying degrees of being fucking annoying. <laughs> but it's, it's really cute. I love the art. And god damn it, do I love Kifri. The the art is beautiful. The fr- the framing's great. There's a there's a YouTuber called um Lines in Motion who did a excellent video on framing in f- framing and paneling in Witch Hat Atelier. So I would check that out as well. But uh an honorable number eleven, almost the most painful spot in our list. Yeah, eleven is rough. Top ten though. Top ten. I think I think we need to talk a little bit about Sakamoto days. Mm, I know. (laughs) And one of the things about Sakamoto days that has carried it is not because of its excellence, but because it is really solid and we have both watched it. (sighs) Sakamoto days just, it does what it wants to do very well. And I will say the best thing about Sakamoto days and the most credit I'll give it as, as a work is that, it has some of the easiest fights to follow in any manga I've read. The paneling, to me, is fantastic, and I always know what's going on. Yes, but at the same time, the tension isn't always there for me. No, because it's this—it's kind of a comedy. It's a comedy shounen-y... How would you describe it? What genre would you put it in, even? It's like comedy shounen, you're right. Uh, it's more shown in the comedy, but it's it's definitely it's different. It's you it's totally unique. It is very unique. I would say that there's been a lot of fights recently that have not made me feel much because they're introducing a lot of characters all at once, and I really like the old man who's fighting right now. He's awesome, but um, a lot of the other assassins they don't elicit too much feelings for me, and I wish they did. Um, I can't say I disagree. I don't. I don't but, dislike the fights at all. I'm not bored reading it, but I just read I think it. His, des- his designs for his characters have been pretty spot on overall. So even if the characterization of some of the assassins hasn't been great yet, I still know who everyone is because they have such distinctive designs. Whereas going back to Blue Box, which started around the same time as Sakamoto Days, some of the people are 
unrecognizable compared to each other. Totally. Because they just look very similar. It, you know what? While you mentioned these things, I would also say that this is a world that operates without Sakamoto, whereas Blue yes. Box is sort of like, it's about these two characters. Come on, let's be yeah. real. Whereas Sakamoto is such a vast world. Uh, th- there's these like little things, like there's a, there's a video shop where there's the video guy actually is just an Intel guy. So you can rent a video from him and then learn about other assassins or about important people, but he's under skies as a blockbuster little shit like that is really fun and well built up. It's very John wick like with its action, but hilarious. Honestly. Yeah. It's just, it's that fun, like over the top violence where it's not like, it's not gory. It's not, he doesn't draw his like death scenes or blood as gory. They're just so ridiculous and over the top that it's not like it doesn't make you cringe or you're not like grossed out by it. It's just like, oh my God, that was hilarious. Like, how could you kill somebody like that? You just slice this guy's arm off. This guy's like head is on the floor and he's still talking. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Would you agree with me in saying that the best part of it was the boiled arc though so far? Like, I would say so. Like it, it got that, that was my peak and then it, it's dipped so far. down since then. I wouldn't say it's a su- substantial dip though. Yeah. Though I also will say I think 10 is the perfect spot for it. I can I can agree with that. I think the thing to say about it is it does what it wants to do incredibly well, but what it wants to do isn't that important. <laughs> but that's okay. Sakamoto Days is something you need. It's it's popcorn. I'm, I'm happy it's, it's there. It's something week. you enjoy. Exactly. It has been exactly 48 hours since Rob and I have talked and established our number 10 spot. So much has changed in that time. Christmas has come and gone. I got COVID. I also watched three of the remaining anime that are on this very list, but none of that matters. The only thing that matters is that we are in our top nine. The top nine. Actually, I, with this extra time, was able to watch more of Blue Period, so this worked out well. It actually worked out really well for me as well. Robert, I'd like to hand the ceremonial dagger back over to you to propose a series for number nine. I, I, I think we've carried it far enough with Haikyuu. So I watched 10 episodes of Haikyuu yesterday. Oh, you continued with more Haikyuu. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's one of my change things. That is one of the series that I consumed yesterday. I think, let me let me speak a little bit more about Haikyuu. I think I remember most of what I've said already, but some of the cons that I don't think I called out is that it drags quite a bit at times. Like it, the, because it's anime and it's a seasonal anime that came out over 10 years ago or like around 10 years ago, it definitely pushes some filler in there and it can get really slow in between the actual matches. Um, and also it does like very tropey anime stuff sometimes where like you're in the middle of the match and it's getting super intense and it'll switch over to like the boys just being silly and they get kind of chibi and the animation gets really limited because they got to pad out that 20 minutes. You know, do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. It's a Shonen Jump anime. Those are the only two cons I have on my list. I was taking notes while watching it the entirety of it yesterday. I watched an additional 10 episodes during that time. This is what happened. They... They finish the tournament at the end of season one. They go to the training camp twice and they start stealing all the techniques from all the other opposing teams. And I can't imagine how painful the series must have been to watch on a weekly basis because it's a little slow, the development, as they they, they go to this 
summer camp where they're training each other and practicing their new techniques and they go three and 60 in that tournament <laughs> against their rivals great. but the satisfaction at the end of maybe like the third or fourth episode of the training camp when things just start to glue together where kageyama's like drop toss starts coming together uh the old man the ace uh his his jump serve starts hitting like all, all these pieces start coming together and you're like I just finished it and I'm really excited. I didn't get into the next tournament yet, but you just see all these new rivals and all these new relationships forming. You're like, okay, now they're something to contend with. And it's really rewarding to see all of that. I mean, the good thing about Haikyuu too is that all of those characters like do get development and stay kind of relevant, which is fun because sometimes, especially in earlier sports series, these guys are kind of one and done one note. You get not a lot from them. Mm -hmm. They're, pretty consistently written yeah and there's no like super powered main character like they're very much a team like more so than almost any series i feel like they're such a uh congruent like all them together is what makes them successful i agree but this is not a haiku podcast because at this point we spent 20 minutes talking about haiku over the course of four days do you feel like it needs to go further I don't think it's going to break our top five, but it's. I think it could go a little bit further. It's so hard at this point. These top nine are so strong, and I just. Uh, I know it's been two hours into the podcast. Just reiterating what's left: we have Blue Period, Bride Story, High Q, Lupin the uh, Third, Castle of Cagliostro, Slam Dunk, Spirited Away, Spy Family, The Wind Rises, and Yotsuba. It's a really strong list at this point. It's all great. I, I love Haikyuu, but I'm just thinking of Haikyuu from the limited season one and a half. Like, not as the whole package. Because that's what you have watched. It has put such a smile on my face at times. and I love Haikyuu. I'm not arguing that. I, I know, I know. It has, it has put such a smile on my face at times that I don't always get when watching anime. And the fact that I watched around nine episodes in about the course of three hours, I think it says something. Cause like I wasn't watching it just for this podcast. I just clicked one episode to be like, Oh, maybe I'll catch up a little bit more. And I just kept clicking next after next. And then the next thing I knew was two in the morning. That was also my haiku experience. I would like to throw something else out there and ask you how you feel about it. I'm willing to listen. The wind rises is another, I think it's ser- another thing it. that I watched just uh, this. Afternoon. Oh, you did watch it. I did watch it today. Okay. I think it's fine for it to be out at in the next couple of spots, yeah. I think The Wind Rises, as with every other Studio Ghibli film, is a beautiful masterpiece. I don't think I ever want to watch that film again. Uh, yes, absolutely agree. Can you give a brief summary of The Wind Rises? <sighs> I don't think he could give a brief summary of The Wind Rises. <laughs> Did you know it's actually historical? Uh, very loose. Loosely yeah. biographical story about this Japanese airplane engineer during World War II. And the important part of it is, you know, he has such a passion for designing airplanes. Miyazaki, the airplanes mean. themselves. No, no, the character. Well, both, yeah. <laughs> the character in the movie and Miyazaki. But the problem is he's designing all of these for the sake of war and death and destruction. Right. So it's that that is the overarching theme throughout is his passion while noble maybe in his head is actually absolutely horrible. He's a little bit, I like Jiro, the main character. Um, 
And it's it's cool. He's very nearsighted, so he wanted to be a pilot growing up as a kid, but he never can be. So instead, he designs these planes, and he you see him grow up and uh, become like the senior lead designer after the course of like twenty years or something like that. Um, he, the character himself, he's like a little tone deaf in a way. Is it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> like in in the sense that like he's building these war machines, but he's going to keep building them because he he loves them. That's fine. But like his his wife gets very sick, and he's like, "Gotta go build this plane." And it's like sad and beautiful, and uh, I don't know, man. It's it's heavy. It, I think I think it's his best written movie in terms of he did exactly what he wanted to do. But that doesn't mean it's his best movie. And I definitely would not want to watch it again. Yeah, it's I mean, let, let me talk about some of the beautiful things. And please chime in. Wait, uh, now, did you watch the double sub? I watched the sub. Oh, <laughs> you lost George. You lost Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and John Krasinski. I, I like watching the original Japanese, but the the dub of Ghibli films tend to be very good as well. It was good as a dub. How, how did you watch it, by the way? I had to torrent it, which is one of the reasons why I watched it in Japanese. I didn't um, even have a I choice. I on my dad's HBO Max account, which has all the Ghibli movies. There you go. Yeah, it was either that or watch it illegally online streaming at like 240p. <laughs> For me personally, I think Haikyuu had a stronger effect on me than The Wind Rises. In the defense of Wind Rises, I watched it today, so it's it hasn't fully processed. And I think all the things I want to say that's amazing about it the animation is amazing like just like the chugging of the engine the way people's feet move uh the way they they're walking on a plane while it's flying and like they're kind of like tilting a little bit and swaying like these literally subtle little things that ghibli and miyazaki have always done amazingly they continue to do so but overall the movie is this beautiful but very stressful movie it is very stressful uh, per- personally, I think Totoro is a better movie than this. Uh, I don't know. I like Totoro more. I don't know if it's a better movie. Uh, I agree. This had the impending doom throughout, though, and then it ended in the doom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, do you like Totoro better than this? Um, I think this is a better work of art, but I enjoy watching the other one more. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. It's like, I'd rather watch Slam Dunk, uh, not Slam Dunk, I'd rather watch Space Jam than watch Citizen Kane, but I know one of them is a masterpiece and the other one's Citizen Kane. That's very, <laughs> a very interesting argument. You, you know what I I'm saying. I would rather watch Space Jam over Citizen Kane. I mean, I'm looking at a bunch of these movies. Like, I, I of all the Ghibli films that you put on here, the only one I haven't seen is Ponyo. Like, I think... It's been a long time. I think I like Porco Rosso more than I like this movie, but this one might be a better movie. Right. I think that's overall what I'm saying. I think I like all of them more than this, but I really was wowed by this. This one affected you in a way. More so than Italian Pig that flies planes voiced by Michael Keaton. Yes. (laughs) It did affect me. (laughs) I mean, there's a reason why you haven't dropped this one yet. But it was about to go anyway. So I'm willing to put it here. And then at that point, Bride Story is the only other thing I haven't experienced. I think Bride Story has to go soon as well. Um, so number nine, The Wind Rises. Now I will concede to you, oh, Haikyuu or Bride Story, the order at this point. Oh, this is so hard, man. Like Haikyuu gives me this excitement and joy, but it also has these like slow moments. 
Bride Story is the best way I I can describe it is the art is so amazing it makes me want to vomit like <laughs> like looking you know you'll never attain such talent it, it just makes me like in shock and awe i think bride story goes first to be honest i think bride story okay. is so beautiful but it it jumps between the brides there's five or six different brides and you lose a lot of momentum when you switch each village and each bride and then over time you start to love the bride that you're learning about in the new village and then you switch again because like, like just as you're like oh my god i'm finally ready to accept that this is the storyline i'm a part of boom we're in a different storyline yes but they are all interconnected which is good like if it were all five separate stories i really don't think i would enjoy it that much but there's um there's a traveler from britain who just really loves the culture there and he's kind of like on camelback traveling across just trying to explore the countryside and you see him go to these different towns which is kind of the the push for learning about all these different places right I think Haikyuu has brought me higher highs, but the art of Bride Story is almost one of a kind, I'd say. But I think maybe Haikyuu goes at number seven. Or let me cut Bride Story first at number eight. Okay. Probably one of my new, easily one of my new favorite artists of all time. And uh, I'm definitely going to check more of her stuff out after I finish what I have of Bride Story. Yeah, and Bride Story might be the first thing that you've recommended me that I'll get into. Actually, I mean, I did get into Blue Period, but Bride Story's coming up next. Yeah, I think I think you'd enjoy it. Do you want to talk about Lupin before we cut Haikyuu? Or do you I think Lupin really, goes further? Really enjoyed Lupin the Third. I've never experienced any Lupin the Third. <laughs> There's like probably like twenty-five different types of Lupin that you can consume. Mm-hmm. Um this one just happened to be on Netflix. And it was one of those things where like I just had like three hours of free time where I would be doing nothing and I was just cozy by the Christmas tree and I was like, all right, you know what? Let's finally do it. Let's finally experience some Lupin the Third. <laughs> and this one was so good. It's really it great. Like, it just, it had this like James Bond feel to it. It it just worked for me. And it was like campy, but like also like the romance was great and kind of dramatic and it was kind of funny too. Like it kind of hit like all the beats and it really felt like a cohesive movie. It really was. And it's it's a joyful and fun experience. For for anyone who doesn't know Lupin really quick, Lupin the third is the grandson of the gentleman thief Lupin uh, from France. And Lupin and his gang of uh, Jigen, I believe, the gunman uh, and... Uh, Goiman, the samurai, uh, they go on these little missions and they let the people know, hey, we're going to steal this. And they leave like a little funny note and they steal it. And it's amazing every single time. Uh, I watched a little bit of Lupin back when it was on Adult Swim. And I think this is the best version of Lupin that I've personally seen. This is the only Lupin I've seen, but it, it I thought it was awesome. I mean, it has, it's, it's kind of like the, the best thing you could wish for. It has the Miyazaki animation and the bounciness and the softness um but all the charm of lupin like lupin's such like he's such a little goofball but he's also so fucking smooth exactly he's goofy and cool at the same time he's a rascal you know he's got got those like james bond gadgets where he's just shooting like rapples out of his belt and it's he's got like little voice recorders and watches he's just it was cool it was just fun and cool and like one of those things where you don't have to think about it it's just a fun movie i don't i don't know if you got this vibe at all but he 
it reminds me a lot of Luffy in this movie. And like Jigen and Goimon are kind of like his Zoro or Zoro Sanji, Zoro Jinbei. And they're just sort of like, this motherfucker keeps getting us in trouble, but they just go along. <laughs> but they just trust him and they just go along with it. Yeah. And then they, he has such a brotherly relationship with Jigen where Jigen's like, judo judo choking him he's like tell me motherfucker what's going on like stop trying to be cool <laughs> that's right uh I, I got a lot of happiness watching this movie i'm glad you en- ended up enjoying it too yeah it was I'm, I'm happy you told me to to watch this one and sneak this one in um what is the princess's name uh oh, i don't even remember clarice clarice missed opportunity on including her on waifu of the year she's a charmer <laughs> we miss her and uh the team manager from haikyuu that one was oh, a major that was, miss. That's a big time miss. <laughs> that's on your. That's your fault, though. Double misses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> we have love for everything that's left between Haikyuu and Lupin. Those are, I think, my two weakest links. Do you have another yeah. one that you would consider weaker than that? Um. Hmm. I mean, I would maybe say this year of Spy Family, because a lot of Spy Family was from this year was the boat arc. Did you? You've been following since the beginning, is that why? Just about, yeah. Okay, because I, I started Spy Family this year because you told me to read it, and I love it. I love it so much. Oh, okay. Much. I mean, I love Spy Family as a whole, and if it was as a whole, it wouldn't be up for discussion, but this year's content, well, not bad, just um, wasn't as great as some of the earlier bits of it. I would let Spy Family go ahead of both of them, I think. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You think... I mean, we both watched Lupin. I liked Haikyuu more than Lupin, but we both watched it this year. You haven't watched Haikyuu this year, so it's, it's your call, man. I'm, I'm good either way. Um, I would go Haikyuu then, then Lupin. <laughs> we are in number seven, Haikyuu. Number six, Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro. So now it's the top five. This is rough, man. <sighs> this is rough. I haven't seen Spirited Away in about five years. Tell me about your feelings about Spirited Away. I mean, that's as much... I think Spirited Away is lightning in a bottle. Miyazaki always seems to write his movies where he doesn't actually know what he's doing like day by day in terms of the plot. And as crazy as it is to follow Spirited Away, it all comes together. And I think that was just like him having some sort of alternative reality taking over his body and making this movie work because this movie shouldn't have worked but it does and it's beautiful and i think it has the best soundtrack of any ghibli movie it's it's somehow perfect despite the fact that it makes little sense throughout i've probably watched spirited away at least three times i still have no idea what it's about and It makes me feel a certain way. Even just talking about it, I love it so much, but I don't know how to describe it to anybody. No, I, I I don't even think I could tell you an overall plot summary. Little girl tries to save her parents from which they've been turned into pigs. <laughs> That's about as concise as it gets. And that describes nothing about the movie. And you could argue that there's ass pulls in the entire movie, but you wouldn't because it, it just feels like it's right. The way things happen. De- exactly, because everything feels like it's designed to be this asshole. Yeah, you you don't walk into Spirit Away with logic. You just feel exactly. you feel the movie. Oh. I, I agree. 
I mean, my weakest left is the six episodes of Blue Period that I've watched. Blue Period is my favorite of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think for me, there's so much that's relatable about him. He's this self-critical, self-hating guy who thinks he's pathetic. And in spite of that, he never gives up and he becomes the hardest working person in the room. That person I can't relate to, the first part I can. <laughs> and it's it's sort of like, I, I've talked about this before, but it's sort of the alternate path of my life where I never bet on myself. I've always taken the easy route. Like I just happened to be good at school. So I did well in school. I got good grades. I went to college. I got a good job because that's sort of the easy path. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that that was the path of least resistance and it's logical and that way I can make money and support my family and all these things. And this guy who 99 out of 100 times he would have chosen that same path as me, it's that one in 100 chance that he he gambles on himself. He said to his mom, he's like, mom, just believe in me. Just give me a shot. Let me do this one thing that I love and give it a shot. And that that scene in episode two where he draws that picture of his where mom. he draws that picture of her. Yeah, dude, that was a beautiful scene. Dude, I, it like I fucking it. broke me, man. It is, yeah. it is, it's heartbreaking. He talks about where he's just like showing how through art he learned to appreciate all the sacrifices that his mother has made for him. Yeah. And it really was like just beautifully played out. I, I 100% enjoyed it. I, I understand you've only watched six episodes of it. So I can understand. I know, I don't think in my mind that it's going to be our number one, but I think personally, I think I would like it to go a little further. I think my only qualm with it is I would have liked a little bit more resistance or struggle from him from the start. Not struggling with his art because clearly that's a slow burn of him learning Mm -hmm. how to make his art his own. It's more so like he just kind of very quickly accepted that this is what he wanted to do. Like, you know, I didn't have that problem. I I can see what you're saying. I think the whole part of him struggling, sort of like everything that happened before this anime started, right? Like he just mm. sort of walks into the series of I'm kind of lost in life, but I guess this is the way life is. Yeah. And and that moment where he walks into the art room and sees his senpai's painting, it sort of changes him. I think I just wanted a little tiny bit more resistance, like inner battle of, you know, is this the right choice or like he's rejected art class so long it's the class he slept in all the time right where he's catching up on sleep but now all of a sudden he sees one painting he's all in i think i needed like maybe one episode of a little bit more internal conflict or self-doubt in terms of is this the path but he kind of almost immediately says this is the path i'm going on uh after seemingly being just like a chain smoking delinquent (laughs) for 15 16 years (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I felt that way, but th- that's totally fair. I But I do respect that you want it to go further. The only things I think I'm willing to part with at this point are Spirited Away and Spy Family. I think those are the two I'd get rid of as well. Um, I thought Spy Family would go a little bit further because we both consumed it, but I didn't realize you had w- read a lot of it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, Spy Family, really quick synopsis. Uh, spy has to go undercover and he has to make find a wife find an adopt a daughter to try to get into this prestigious get his daughter into a prestigious school to find out about this guy who might be a bad guy because um, the bad guy's son also goes to that school 
but it is hilarious it is- and the art is so expressive and hilarious and <laughs> it's just it's crazy it's it's not something that you can box into a genre it has fight scenes it's comedy it's a spy movie it's it's everything and it, it breaks every expectation i've ever had about shonen comedy it even had a sports arc it had a sports arc which is and it was good <laughs> dude the tennis ball scene might be one of my favorite scenes of it was awesome. all of comedy manga like it, amazing the whole thing was fantastic <laughs> I love Spy Family. I, I love it so much. Recent, like maybe six months have been a boat arc, and boat arcs are a bit straining sometimes. Boat Sama you is feel like you're stuck on the boat. No one has defeated Boat Sama. It was a decent boat arc, though. I will give it that. One of the better boat arcs in all of anime manga history, but still a boat it's arc. Just, you're being you're locked into a setting. That's the thing I don't like about boat arcs. You're just you're trapped. You're in that. That is your setting. Oh, man. I mean, for me, this is probably one of my favorite series of the year as well. I can do Spirited Away than Spy Family. Or if you, you know, whenever you're willing to go Blue Period. I can go... It's not going to be number one for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with that. I think we know what our top two are going to be. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> let's do this. Let's do Spirited Away and then Spy Family. Because, I mean, here's the thing. It's Spirited Away and Spy Family are sort of the same. Like, I haven't seen Spirited Away a while, in a while. You haven't read all of Spy Family recently. Um, so we both kind of have one and a half feet in the door there. Yeah. Uh, do you have preference of one over the other? Obviously, I'm Spy Family. How about you? No, I'd be okay with Spy Family at four. Spirited Away has gotten enough awards <laughs> over the course of its lifetime. <laughs> And next year, we're going to have Spy Family anime in our anime of the year discussion. So that should be fun, too. Oh, God. I hope it's good. I hope we don't have to have a discussion because it just ranks around number four again. So we just say, (laughs) you know what? We don't need to have this discussion again. Give the room to somebody else. We know where it goes. Okay. At number three, (laughs) Blue Period. I love it so much. I I think you should keep it up. I am going to keep it up. I, I am enjoying it immensely. That's why it's at three. I mean, this is something I've only watched a bit of. And I've had it go this far because I really do see the potential for it. And once again... We have three choices left, Rob. Oh my god, that's right. We have Slam Dunk, Yatsuba, and of course, Angry Beavers. (laughs) The undisputed king, Angry Angry Beavers. Beavers. (laughs) Here we are again, Rob. (laughs) Is this going to be the same battle? Is this going to be the same battle of Sakuragi versus Yatsuba? We know who came on top the first time. Okay, so full co- full context, <laughs> Rob has read both of these for the first time this year. I've read Slam Dunk a few years ago, but I also reread parts of it for our Slam Dunk March Madness video series, which was a fucking disaster. It was great. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I still love Slam Dunk so much, and it's one of my favorite series of all time. I have a feeling you're going to pick Yotsuba as your favorite, right? I think I'm going Yotsuba, yeah. I don't know if I can argue with you, to be honest, because this is our 2021 anime manga of the year yotsuba has brought me a lot of joy this year and i mean slam dunk is always bringing me joy i I mean i love that series so much but in terms of this year i would read a chapter or a volume of yotsuba before i go to bed for like a couple weeks and it's a it's always a joyful time and she might be our queen (laughs) the strongest under the heavens of 2021 yotsuba we have said so much about Yotsuba in the last 
four hours worth of podcasting that we've done together. Why don't you talk a little bit about Slam Dunk and what you like about Slam Dunk? I think this upsets you, but I actually watched a bit of the Slam Dunk anime before <laughs> switching to the manga. And everyone told me, like, this is terrible. Why are you doing this? The Slam Dunk anime is not good. But you know what? I enjoyed it. It was so 90s. It had like that 90s animation. It had that 90s opening, which is like catapulted to the greatest openings of all time. It had like, it was a 90s anime as as you can get. It's like Yu Yu Hakusho and Slam Dunk. Those are the 90s. It's a feeling. I can't imagine watching it. I mean, I have watched a tiny bit of it. I was like, this is so slow. No, it's such a vibe though. (laughs) What'd you put it at? 1.5 speed? Yeah, you had to. I could watch that. I mean, let's be real. I wasn't sitting there for 20 minutes for each episode. I mean, one of my favorite series of all time. Uh, I think it's it's the definitive sports manga. Yeah, even if you like something else better, it is, it's one of the pioneers, I'd say. Absolutely. I mean, I think I like iShield 21 more than I like Slam Dunk, but Slam Dunk is the sports manga. Yeah. I mean, it's... Well, that's a discussion for another day. It, it totally is. But um, I, it fought hard, and once again was not able to survive the battle against Blocked that little at the rim by Yatsuba. The little green gremlin that is Yatsuba. And she cannot be stopped. This time she didn't even need to rock it out. She just crushed him. So are you okay with this? I'm okay with it. Uh, to be 100% honest, I walked in this conversation almost knowing that Yatsuba was going to be our number 1. I thought Spy because Family If you fought more for Slam Dunk, I I think it could have been a conversation. I don't think I have the right to talk to fight for Slam Dunk for anime of the year if this is if me and you had a greatest anime of all time discussion i'd be coming over to your house oh, with covid so and beating the shit that. out of you <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that conversation it's about what affected us this year and yasuba honestly probably had a strong no not probably it did have a stronger effect on me this year oh absolutely i mean there are very few things that just make me happy but reading that manga like you actually feel joy yeah i mean you remember what it's like to not hate everything and yourself and it's 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 honestly like so impressive how a probably 45 50 year old man is writing this single adoptive father relationship with a 5 year old and like making the world feel so imaginative and creative and real it it's it's amazing it feels like a 5 year old like he's able to do it from both points of view and it's like how how do you have this perspective yeah that's the goat number 1 number 1 Yatsuba stays winning <laughs> The strongest under the heavens, Yotsuba and Robert, shall we shall we do our alternate reading of our top fifty-six series? <laughs> what? We're going through it again? We have to. Okay. At number fifty-six, Ayashiman. Fifty-five, Nichijo. Number fifty-four, Girls und Panzer. Fifty-three, Girls Next Climb. Number fifty-two, Noragami. Fifty-one, Nura Demon King. It's actually Nura, the rise of the demon clan, but no one gives a shit. <laughs> you don't even care. Uh, Squid Girl, Ikamusume, number 50. 49, Beast Stars. Number 48, Darker Than Black. <laughs> 47, Sazaki Kunga Judan Tometa. Number 46, Niwa, 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 Niwa Tori Gaita. 45, Shoha Shoten. Number 44, about 10 spots too high, Nine Dragons Ball Parade. Oh no, 43, PPPPPP. Was that the right number? Did I get it? It might not be. <laughs> number 42, Burn the Witch. 
41, Soul Eater. 40, Magi. 39, Dead Man Wonderland. 38, Pierce. 37, Hanakimi. 36, One Piece, The Wano Arc. Oh, <laughs> that is low. <laughs> we have quite a few hot takes in here. 35, Star Wars Visions. 34, Mashal. 33, Demon Slayer. Number 32, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oof. This like streak of One Piece, Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen is rough. <laughs> 31, Blue Box. A little too low. We grew, we screwed up there. We did. Uh, number 30, One Punch Man, the most recent 15, 20 chapters. 29, Odd Taxi. 28, Stone Wars from Dr. Stone. Yes. 27, Shumatsu no Valkyrie. 26, Rama Half. 25, Look Back. 24, Yuru Camp. 23, Kaiju Number 8. 22, Fire Punch. 21, Nagatoro. Number 20, Blue Flag. 19, My Neighbor Totoro. Totoro, we did you dirty. We could have, we could have hired. We did do Totoro a little dirty, I think. Yeah, we could have brought him a little higher. Number 18, Comey Can't Communicate. At number 17, The Italian Pig That Flies Planes, voiced by Michael Keaton, Porco Rosso. Number 16, Great Teacher Onizuka. 15, Girl from the Other Side. 14, Jojo Stone Ocean. 13, Pluto. 12, Ponyo. At 11, Witch Hat Atelier. And breaking into our top 10, Sakamoto Days. At number 9, The Wind Rises. At number 8, Bride Story. 7, Haikyuu. Number 6, Lupin III, Castle of Cagliostro. At five, Spirited Away. Number four, Spy X Family. At three, Blue Period. Number two, Slam Dunk. And you know what that means. At number one, the strongest under the heavens, Yatsuba. Yatsuba. And. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Three hours later, we have finally concluded our anime and manga of the year. If you have managed to stick around with us, all this time thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting us this year um we truly truly appreciate you being with us for our first year on youtube and um rob any any words to our viewers and listeners for those of you that are concerned don't worry angry beavers will get it next year number zero angry beavers (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean that's that's all i have to say and again just thank you so much and we'll see you guys in 2022